and welcome to number episode number 49 of the third power. Almost to 50. This is your co-host Anthony Avatolo and as always I am here with my excitable exuberant effluent effluvient effervescent co-host Usman Jamil. Hey. So, <laughs> never disappoints. So we're here to talk about M15. We have pre-releases are coming this weekend. We've got a full spoiler, and uh, we've got a very interesting set for a lot of reasons. Uh, n- not the the smallest of which is a, a new card design, some new marketing things going on, and uh, some uh, lots of cycles of cards and and new cards and. It's cool. Uh, this is uh-huh. this is one of the more interesting core sets I think since uh I guess M11 or M10. Probably M10. Yeah. What are you doing? Me? I had a cucumber in my mouth. Oh, I thought you were. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, it's, next it's an, question. Well, Iranian cucumber. Oh really? I oh think, yeah. Huh? <laughs> <Are you? laughs> nice. That's uh. It's quite quite a long way to go there for a euphemism there, Usman. I did. Quite a long way to go. <laughs> I was going to merely suggest that you are brushing your teeth or something. However, oh, okay. I did not know we were servicing Iranian cucumbers. So there you go. <laughs> oh man, cat fur in my drink. Anyway, <laughs> so before we get to all our M15 discussion, we'll start our episode like we do everyone. Let's get right to it, and we'll start with a cracker pack. Uh, hopefully. Uh, unlike last Crack-A-Pack, which hopefully you guys have heard, I, I don't think we'll have uh, any duplicates of what happened that day. Uh, I, I won't say what it is, but you should <laughs> go and listen to it. It's quite amusing. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so for we'll be using uh, MyCube again, uh, which is a 565 unpowered or so. Uh, I have not put in... A spoiler alert, there will be no M15 cards in this crack-a-pack. So, I am uh, not a proxier, so... No proxy, uh, trying to come with a pun, but... Yeah, uh, I, I'm just not a not a proxy person, it's, you know, I make it a point to, you know, go out. I feel like if I have proxies, maybe I won't be as motivated to, to you know, hump the uh, trade tables and try to find foil copies, so... That's true. Also, I'm kind of a snob now too, so. Oh, there you go. So, all right, here we go. So I'll I'll pull you type. Here okay. Card number one. Mm-hmm. Lanawar elves. Interesting. Card number two. Pact of negation. Currently, with yeah. three kills on this copy. Three kills, yeah. Three kills. The, the old one had about six, I think. The the old non-foil one, but this one's got three. All right, card number three is Talia, Guardian of Thraben. This is already, like, totally different from our last Crack-A-Pack. No kidding. Card number four is Shrine of Burning Rage. Huh. So the fourth color in four cards associated here. Interesting. All right. Quite interesting. Card number five mm-hmm. is Chaos Warp. Huh. 
possibly one of the best everybody stop and look to see what happens cards in, in Magic. It's a card I've recently put back into my cube, and I've been pretty happy with it. Yeah. I mean, it's instant speed, you know, instant speed, quote-unquote, splashable red Vindicate that will, you know, odds are isn't going to... Won't blow up in your face. The bomb. Here we go. Card six <laughs> is Boros Garrison. Oh, Mr. Garrison. Boros Garrison. There you go. All right. Card number seven is Mimic Fat. Mimic Fat. Yeah, that's a that's a solid one. Hmm. Hell, Mimic Fat. Card number eight is Putrid Leech. That's a good one. Yeah. Still trying to maintain a semblance of attacking in, in black and green, you know. Try to keep it a little bit on the faster side of things. All right, here we go. Card number nine is Dusk Mantle Seer. Dusk Mantle. Oh, that's the blue, the blue black guy. Yeah. Four, four flyer for four that both people bob at the beginning of your upkeep. They both bob. Correct. All the people, Bob. Here we go. Card number 10 is, excuse me, is Consuming Vapors. Hmm. Consuming Vapors. Card number 11 is Sacred Mesa. There you go. Still, still have a love for Sacred Mesa. It's, uh, it's kind of towards the bottom of things, but the recent uh, addition, and by recent in the past year, of Perforos has, has given Sacred Mesa some new life. Mm-hmm. In addition to cards like Dictate of Heliod. Oh, Dictate of Heliod. The card's sweet. Card number 12 is Thoughtseize. Oh, there you go. Which, by the way, looked up this copy. You know, take this for, for however it means. Uh, happened to be looking up prices on thought seizes the other day. We, I got into a discussion with somebody about, you know, hey, as long as, you know, carts are reprinted with new art, the old ones typically hold their value pretty well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I cited thought as an example that while it lost some value, you know, Lorwyn copies are certainly worth more than, uh, Theros copies. And then I happened just to look to see how much a foil ther- uh, foil Lorwyn one was. Yikes. Uh-oh, I'm scared. Yeah, pretty frightening. Star City, $250. <laughs> oh, jeez. Pretty frightening. Anyway, I hope you guys don't take that as any sort of bragging or whatever, but it's just one of those things, and... One of those reasons my uh, cube doesn't travel anymore. All right, card number 13 is Breeding Pool. Card number 14, as Usman responds to his text message. Oh, there you go, so you can hear it. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) Card number 14 is, oh, a recent addition that I'm trying out, Aether Searcher. Ah, there you go. Okay, sweet. I happen to pop a foil one in a pack, so I'm like, meh, let's try it. I can imagine that looks really good in foil. Yeah, like his uh, his chest and everything. 
is all foily, and you can actually see the birds pop really well in the background because the birds huh. are not foiled, but the sky is. So you can oh. get a good image of what the, the size difference is. Makes the uh, scale pop quite a bit. Huh. All right. Card number 15 is dun, 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 Lightning Mauler. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like, and Batterskull. <laughs> right. And screw your pack, Batterskull. It's like, and here we go again. All right. So this pack is pretty interesting, I think. All right. So uh, here's so basically, so we have a pack that I don't think much sticks out of. So once again, to recap our pack, we have Lanoir Elves, Pact of Negation, Talia, Guardian of Thraven. Which I always say Talia. Some people are like, no, it's Thalia. And I'm like, no. I always, I always say Talia, yeah, me too. Pretty sure it's Talia. But so I think it's one of my favorite things about Magic players is when they try to correct you on something. But even more favorite is when they correct you on something and they're wrong. Yeah, remind, I mean, remind me to tell a story in a little bit here. Uh, Matt, like, when Magic players admitting they're wrong, I mean, come on. Yeah, right. The, the, yeah. Like Magic players admitting that they lost a the game. Yeah. Uh, so Talia, and then Shrine of Burning Rage, Chaos Warp, Boros Garrison, Mimic Vat, Putrid Leech, Dusk Mantle Seer, Consuming Vapors, Sacred Mesa, Thought Seize, Breeding Pool, Aether Searcher, and Lightning Mauler. Nice. All right. So what are you thinking? Uh, I, I'm feeling safe. Feeling like taking... Oh, you're always the safe one. I always like being safe, so... Um, I don't know, like, I could go deep and just take Shrine of Burning Rage and try to go, like, red aggressive or something. Mm-hmm. Or I was thinking maybe Thoughtseize. I mean, it's a nice, nice sweet card. Sure. Yeah. All right, so... Now, now see me, I have two choices. I, I At least for me, I have two choices in this pack. Um, while Shrine of Burning Rage is... I, I have a feeling that that's just a card that, uh, unless someone moves in on red, you know, we could... I guess if we wanted to, it's it's it'll stay in the pack for a while. But for me, I'm looking to make a big impact. Um, and for me, that's going to be one of two cards. Uh, I'm, it's going to be between Talia for me, yeah. um, which I've seen win more drafts by itself just because of the tempo issue. Uh, or since we're pack one, pick one. Aether Searcher. Yeah. Because wow. we get a 14-card pack next pack to yeah. stick a card onto. Good point. Good which point. is significantly better than, you know, say a 10-card pack, you know? Yeah. So we get a, a very wide variety of, of big spells that we get to stick onto Aether Searcher. And it also sets us up very nicely that if we wanted to go, we could very easily then keep ourselves open for a... Uh, tinker slash artifact slash ramp, uh, like type of strategy. Archetype. Yeah, yep. we could always just reanimate it too, which is which is nice about about that uh, that dude. Right, because it's just when it enters the battlefield. So yeah, and I think it fetches it from your hand to the free spell. Well, what you can do is right. You can search your hand and or library. It says. Uh, one that you can, and then you can cast it without paying it. So, I'm a fan of that. So that's that's my feeling. Uh, and, and especially right now, if we're drafting it today, I'm definitely drafting Aether Searcher because I want to test the card too. But that's my feeling is that pack one, pick one is probably the best time to take this card. That is very true. 
Hadn't thought of that, but that's a good point. Because, you know, since it has to be the next card you draft, just have rife with possibilities. So I have I haven't seen like anything super crazy with it. Like a lot of the ones I've gotten have been like Shriekmaw, Opposition, uh, Architect of Thought. Uh, so nothing super crazy, but if you're going to get second pack, you can. Pro- I mean, if you open it, if you P one P one it, you could probably bank on getting something pretty good out of there. Right. Like m- you might be able to spike like an Elspeth or something, or you know, some huge reanimation thing. Yeah, or just some like ridiculous planeswalker or something. You know, like because that's the thing is you actually just it almost doesn't even matter. Like you just get to cast, you know. Get to cast that thing for free. Of course, you'd like to be able to to hard cast it, be able to the ability to hard cast it as well. But um, yeah, like any Titan, like oh geez. Yeah, I mean any Planeswalker, five mana or more. Even four, I think is is. Well, well there are, yeah, there are a number of four mana ones, but you know, there's just so many cards. I mean, granted, I, you know, I don't want to draft Jackal Pup after this. Yeah. But I, you know, but there are so many cards that you can draft after this that make it good. That mm-hmm. I that's that's my choice. I like it. I, uh, I'm a fan of this. So, there you go. I like that. Heck with your safe play. No thought season. I shake my no. fist at your safe play. So, uh... Oh, I'm being attacked. I was just <laughs> shaking my fist and my cat looked at me very nervously. <laughs> Cat's like, oh. What do I do? Yeah, it's like, what? Food? Right. Is that the <laughs> universal sign for, you know, time to eat? Well, cats are just like so much into food. Like, hey, food? Hey. Yeah, well, one of ours is just always, you know, he's that guy, you know, that no matter what time it is or what you're doing, you could be like, hey, so we're thinking about going, uh, hey, are you uh, are you hungry? Like, we're thinking about going here. And they their reply is always, I could eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank That's you. He's, he's, I could eat. He's like, yeah, I could, I could go for some food. Yeah, I could eat. <laughs> I, I would say a certain H word, but I don't want the cat to get. Well, no, you're good because I'm on headphones. Oh, uh, if you okay. notice, I've, I've carefully, uh, I, I, I think I might have said it, but I've been trying to avoid saying the H word. <laughs> so, so, so if I say, if I right. say hung, if I say hungry, it's not going to go right. Crazy. Exactly. Yeah, they they will not hear it. So. <laughs> nice. so oh yeah, so I was going to ask. Uh, so. Have, have you seen a draft with Sacred Besa and uh, Perforos together? Together I have forever? Not yet, unfortunately. That would be sweet. That would be really uh, sweet. I've seen it in, like, you know, what's his name games, in, you know, uh, DC 10 games or uh, 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 Windfall games or something like that, but not an actual, you know, draft deck yet. Okay, gotcha. So, but it's pretty, you know, I, I, as you can imagine, it's it's pretty absurd. Yeah, it's like and all right, I'll make two damage. Right, and it has and, uh, seen play with it with a dictate of Heliod though, so that's pretty good. <laughs> I love dictate of Heliod. That card's so so dumb. Like you don't get to get Pegasi, but you know they're just dead. So you're gonna... yeah. As it turns out, they just deal three. Right, as it turns out, they're just enormous. Yeah. So. Cool. All right, well, All right. let's uh, let's move on and talk about our our topic du jour, which is M15. Yeah, so uh, sweet new set. Very, I'd say it's a pretty unique set. It has a lot of really interesting cards. Which yeah, is... I, I like the cycles they did. You know, 
I, I'm not the the biggest fan of the hey, let's get a, a bunch of people to design cards. But you know, whatever. We have we have some sweet cards, you know, notwithstanding. So I'm yeah, down. yeah, I'm definitely excited about. I think there's lots of big flavor wins in this set. Yeah. So I uh, I do like that a lot. Um, while I don't necessarily like a lot of the big flavor wins for Cube, which is our you know pr- which is kind of my uh, the lens that I wind up looking at uh, sets. That's the lens through which I look at sets first. Yeah. And, but then I can kind of go, oh, well, that card's really cool. Or, oh, yeah, that's kind of neat. Or, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, cool. And then, like, it's like, no, no, I'm not playing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, I'm good. So, all right, well, let's, uh, you want to just go ahead and get started here? Yeah, we can, uh, we can definitely do so. All right. So, the first card is, so kind of, um, I think, I'm a fan of what we've been lately doing is just kind of like primarily talking about the quote unquote good cards. Mm-hmm. And then just like we can talk about the kind of okay cards after. Sure. Just so we, just so we're not like, oh, it's hour three. Right. Still talk about green cards. Man, what's going on? What do we do now? Right. Get, getting bogged down in, in cards that don't matter that much. Yeah. So definitely want to avoid that. So I'm a fan of, of this method. So. Uh, first card, uh, which I think is quite relevant, is Ajani Steadfast, the new Ajani for the set. Just funny because you know we we just got one in the last set, so it's right, like, okay. right, right, exactly. And you know I've I was so close to picking up a foil one the other day, but I wound up not pushing it because I was like, you know, I'm not 100 percent convinced I want it in the cube, so I don't want to push for trading for it. Just it'll drop. Yet. I. Uh, It'll drop anyway. I mean, they're planeswalkers. They're always overpriced. Yeah, they they will drop to a certain extent for sure. Uh, if you start seeing play in standard though, and in, in multiples, it you know, it'll it'll certainly put a damper on that. But uh, instead, I wound up just pushing for and getting the foil Dax duplicate. Ah, he had nice. for trade. So I knew that one was definitely going in. So that I refocused my efforts. So all right. So uh, Johnny Steadfast. Do you want to read what he does or? Uh yeah sure okay. So three and a white, four loyalty, Planeswalker Ajani. Until end of turn, up to one target creature gets plus one, plus one, and gains first strike, lifelink, and... Wait, did I say first strike, vigilance, and lifelink? Yes, you were saying it in a different order, and that's his plus one ability, by the way. Yeah, minus two, put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control, and a loyalty counter on each other Planeswalker you control. Mm -hmm. And minus seven, you get an emblem with... It's a pretty bad one. Uh, if a source you control, if a source would deal damage to you or a planeswalker you control, prevent all but one of that damage. Like, eh. I mean, it's an ultimate, so it doesn't really matter, honestly. Like, who cares? Right now, typically you want your ultimates to be game winning, and while this is, I mean, I, I could see it being difficult to win with, the, difficult to lose with this emblem. Yeah. Right? I mean, much like, uh, you know, uh, Elspeth Knight, Errant, Arant, Errant. Yeah. Uh, you know, all your stuff's indestructible. Okay. That's pretty good, you know? Yeah, it's like, uh oh. Well. Uh, that's uh-oh. certainly a, a winning one, too. Much in this, like, I mean, for example, I, I've, I've espoused, uh, her praises before, but, Gazella, Blade of Moon Knight, Gold Knight, 
Moon Knight. Oh, I was going to say Gold Knight, but I'm not really sure. I, I can never it's remember the name of it. I'm pretty sure yeah. it's, it's probably Gold Knight. Like, I, I find it close to impossible to lose with a Gazella in play. Now, while this doesn't, you know, double your damage that you're dealing, uh, I could certainly see it being difficult to lose. But we're, it's, it's hard to evaluate. We don't evaluate just based on yeah, ultimates so. anyway. Ultimates are mostly, like, who cares? Like, right. like Dak Faden, his ultimate is kind of weak, but he's a good card. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's, the card's predicated on the other abilities. Same thing yeah. here with the Johnny. Uh, yeah. You know, it's got the, the, the one thing that I like to see in Planeswalkers, even though it's not completely defining, um, is the ability to defend itself, uh, which it certainly has by giving one of your guys vigilance, still being able to bash gain you some life and be back on defense. Mm-hmm. Which is which is nice for sure. Uh also the plus one plus one counter on your things also does pretty well in helping defend. Yeah, it doesn't have vigilance like the old one, but and I I feel I'm feeling subconsciously people are going to be comparing the two and be mm-hmm. like, well this is certainly a lot worse. And to be fair it's ultimate that ability is definitely worse than a Johnny's a Johnny Goldmain's minus, minus one. one. But I mean, it has another ability, and a Johnny Goldmain doesn't really have a plus ability. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it does. It's the it's the well, I don't have any creatures, so let me just plus two. Let me just gain two life. Yeah, well, like, I've, I've definitely cited it in versus like some red aggressive decks as like a really really awkward uh, like white Honden or reverse Vortex or something. Ironically, uh-huh. terrible against Vortex. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh, gain life. Oh, uh-oh. That's not good. But, yeah, I don't, like, um, like I think the abilities are sweet, so... I don't know if I've, I've tested them out a little bit. Like, you know, somebody drafted, like, Super Friends with uh-huh. it. Oh, yeah, this card is sick in that deck. Yeah. It can definitely, it definitely generate moments that are really hard to overcome. Well, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, it's it's very, very easy with uh, with this guy to get your Planeswalkers pretty close to ultimates pretty quickly. I mean, being able to, to put extra counters on them, and the fact that he's designed to be able to do it twice without having to ever plus him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so there's there's some mileage to be had there, for sure. Yeah, um, and I think that's really sweet. One white in his mana cost also means that he can easily find a home in those Super Friends decks that are often three to five colors. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get, as uh, our our buddy Justin Parnell says, you know, get to play Planeswalker Magic. Uh, he's certainly good in those decks. Yeah, just being able to, you know, and and who are they, you know, and if your opponent has pressure, well, what are they going to pressure? Are they going to pressure a Johnny? Eh, yeah, probably like, not. Oh. <laughs> it can, like, it feels like a lot of Planeswalkers nowadays. Uh, have very tight loyalties. Mm-hmm. Like it's, uh, like, um, Koth, for example, that's a, that's a pretty classic example, where it's like it can ultimate in, like, very quick turns, mm-hmm. but it's kind of very, like, it's plus goes up one, it's minus two, it's, it's okay, but you don't really use it that much, honestly. But, you know, it's very tight, like, it's very constrained, whereas something like, uh, you know, like big mana planeswalkers, like, uh, Bolus or Connor. Yeah, like those have very big ups. You know, it's like plus four, minus three. Like they go all over the place. Mm-hmm. Kind of to, I don't know if it's to, you know, something with combat damage or something, but it's definitely some factor. And this definitely goes in that way. Like I think I tried Contagion Clasp 
Okay. A while ago. And it just, I mean, it was definitely good with Planeswalkers, but it felt like it was usually too much mana for what it was doing. Like, it, it, it would often kill a creature or, you know, make something smaller, which is fine. But just it felt like I was spending a little too much mana. And if I didn't have a Planeswalker out with it, I was not really getting my mana's worth. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I guess, uh, I mean, it was a fine card. It wasn't bad, but I mean, sure. eventually I just cut it because it wasn't really doing as much as I would have wanted to for the mana. Right. And I tried, you know, I tried it as well. Um, just cause it's like, well, here's a cheap way to get rid of an early threat, you know, or neuter an early threat, which is fine. And mm-hmm. then has some, you know, has some game later on. And as it turns out, the, right, the, the mana investment and everything else, like, didn't do enough to warrant using a full card in my deck and in the cube taking up a slot of something else. Yeah. And it felt like there were times when you could have other side uses with it. Like, you could plus one, you could, um, trying to think of like a plus, like, you could make your kitchen fix bigger. You could, Tick up ether vial or something, just little small things. But even then, it's well, still you can't make felt- your kitchen fix bigger because it's got some minus one minus one counter. You can make your uh, oh messenger your messenger bigger. Yeah, so you could do like that, for example. But it felt like it if I wasn't doing it with planeswalkers, like those were nice little side benefits. But it felt like it was just usually a little too much mana. Right. So plane, I mean, planeswalker or bust, then basically. Mostly, yeah. With this card, though, it does at least work with that, but it's it's free, so. When you minus it, that is. And even still, like, I think there was a time when my opponent had a Soren and, you know, Soren, um, black, white Soren. Uh huh. And that out and was like, well, this is going to be awkward. Right. <laughs> I, and granted, so black, white Soren's ultimate is on the weaker. Well, it's not, it's, I guess maybe that's a weaker, but it's not as game busted as another ultimate where you want to get it off early. Well, and I think, you know, in, in the Lord of Innistrad's case, I think a lot of the value is generated from the emblems, which are not the ultimate. Yeah. yeah. Just generating dudes and generating emblems. I mean, sometimes yeah, like, that's enough to just, you know, be a, a, a huge pain. Yeah, it's know? like, oh, minus, uh, yeah, just like plus, duh, plus, duh, and Yeah, uh, right, sometimes you're right. Sometimes it's just like, oh, emblem, all right, make a dude, emblem. And then you're like, well, it's really hard to win now, because everything's <laughs> enormous. Like, so, but anyway, uh, while I do like this card, I have one major problem with it. It's a four mana. And it's it white. is a four mana white spell. Yeah. And I, 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 at some point, you know, when is enough enough? Uh, I, I try to think of the cards that this would be competing with, and I don't want to remove any of those cards. I try to think of other, uh, you know, white four mana white spells as opposed to white creatures. And I'm not taking out Wrath of Gods. I'm not taking out Armageddon's. I really like Parallax Wave. I'm not taking that one out. Uh, and, and almost the the natural what looks like a lazy substitution is to try it in place of a Johnny Goldmane. Yeah, and... And I don't know if that's necessarily right. No. But I I don't know what else to... I'm at a loss as to what they even take out for it to try it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, 
there's probably other things to take out. But I mean, so often I've seen people just like, I'm just going to take out Goldmane. And it's, it feels like I've gone on the soapbox so often about Planeswalkers and people limiting them in cube. Right. I mean, you certainly feel- don't have to do that. Yeah. Like, it seems like, especially for this one where people are, if people just go, I'm taking out Goldmane or I, it's just, it just feels rather arbitrary based on a card type. And I'm not saying that in your example, because it's deciding between a four mana spell then. Right. And I, that, well, I could certainly pull out like a three mana or a two mana, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, like for like as far as mana cost goes, but I'm just, you know, and just trying to, you know, we want to try to maintain some semblance of, of curve and, and have things fit, you know, nicely within the section. Yeah. It could be like one of those things like Inferno Titan and Yose where a lot of people didn't want to take it out. I think eventually people did take out Sun Titan or Yose for Sun Titan, but I think that may have been also, you know, cards finishers getting better kind of thing. Sure. Even though but, I, I currently run both because Yose is sweet too and has combo interactions. Yeah. Yeah, it just seems like so when people are talking about taking out planeswalkers, like I'm gonna take out a Garrick for Nissa, spoiler alert, or something like that. It just seems, I don't know, I, I'm really, it's it's kind of mean for me to say it's lazy, but on the other hand, it's, well, it's kind of lazy. Except for that, you know, I, I think there is, I think you can make that swap and have it be lazy, but I also think you can make that swap and have it be not lazy. For example, uh, taking out Elspeth Terrell for Elspeth Sun's champion. I think in that case on, it was... Right, but on the surface, doesn't that look lazy? I mean, I think Elspeth Tyrell probably should have left a lot of cubes a while ago anyway. Like, I probably, it was maybe one of those things that kind of forced the change. You know, made people more critically think about what they had. I was like, oh, maybe I should take Elspeth out because it's not really doing too much. Uh, I still think on the surface it appears to be a lazy move when it's actually not. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think people could certainly make an argument. But, man, I, you know, I, that, my question stands. What you know? What would I take out for this card? Yeah, and I, honestly, I think outside of those, I mean, it's something to certainly look at. I think I'd rather have Goldmane than that, but I'd probably say there's probably other choices. And I think for people who especially have larger cubes, like set, you know, I, I don't actually know where to draw the line. And most most of the time, when people do try to draw the line, they they draw it wrong. They're like, oh, in a seven twenty card cube, well, it's very arbitrary. or something. Yeah, and most of the time it's just based on their own experiences. It's kind of like, I don't know, looking at somebody tall, and it's like, oh, this person must be seven foot, and they are not, and they are, it's just based on their own kind of experience kind of thing. Um, but it depends on, like, if I had Sublime Archangel still, I'd probably make that swap. Um, but I'm not really sure what, you know, it depends on what somebody has, but I definitely wouldn't go, okay, boom, 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 gotta do this because I can only have so many planeswalkers, like, and that whole thing is just kind of silly because it's just like I, when people are talking about like how many planeswalkers is too many, it's like well, how many enchantments are too many? Like, right. is is red too good because it has perforos and goblin bombardment and sulfuric vortex because you can't interact with those? It's like and sneak attack. Like, no, that'd be just silly. Well, it just depends on how it plays out. I mean, are planeswalkers constantly dominating your games, and are you not okay with that? Well, I think in that case, there's other issues to be resolved, usually. It's kind of like with the Signets thing, when people are just like, Signets are too good. It's usually a symptom of other issues, like 
their aggressive decks or their disruption or whatever not being very good. And it's like, oh, Signets, that must be the problem. But it's usually a symptom of a... Of a larger problem? Yeah, of a larger problem than that. And it's probably the same case with plane, you know, OMG, too many Planeswalkers. It's usually, like, you know, usually means... It's usually, <laughs> it's usually a symptom of un- other underlying issues. Mm. Um, but I don't know. Like, I think if I, you know, gun to my head, and I think somebody posted this on, you know, somewhere or something, they were like, I think they tagged me in it. I'm like, uh, don't be lazy. Just put both. And I think he's got a larger ish cube. So I was like, just do both. Come on. Sure. Don't, uh, don't, don't be silly. Yeah. I'm at just at a point now, like where it's, it's hard for me to find room for cards like this that don't fit a specific strategy necessarily. I like- I think it goes pretty well, like, we're getting a whole... And I think I talked about this on the last episode, too, but we're getting so many good, like, token cards. Yes. And, like, non-embarrassing ones, very well too. with the token theme, which makes yeah. me not want to take out cards like uh, Johnny Goldmane. Also very good yeah. with token themes, you know? Yeah, and I think... Or some, Sublime Archangel. Also very good with token themes. You know, like... Yeah. It, it, it definitely causes some... Uh, some some tough choices, you know, to think about what you have to take out. And unfortunately, or fortunately, or n- neither, I don't have an answer for that at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I'm what I would take out. So, them's the brakes. But the card's I, cool. I, I like the fact yeah, that it's only got one white and it's mana cost because, like I said, it does uh, help those the super friends type decks. Those who you know who you uh, who like to play, uh, you know, planeswalker magic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. It's cool as heck in those decks. It is quite sweet. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's a pretty sweet card. All right. Anything else to okay. uh, add about ye old steadfast? Uh, Other than the fact that really. he's uh, wearing a uh, someone's dead person's cloak. Yeah, that seemed pretty. That seemed pretty cool. Like, yeah. I'm wearing this cloak. There's so many Johnnies now. Yeah, it's just quite crazy. Like we just had, as I said, we we just had one in the last set. We just had one. And you know, possibly one of the better planeswalkers too is in a Johnny. You know, in, in a Johnny Vengeance, and it's just like, whew. There's yeah, other like, four on. mana Johnny, and whew, lots of yeah. Johnnies. Yeah, they're pretty sweet. I do like how this one, and I saw it in that deck where it had the super friends. It can go very well. Like, um, wide, mm-hmm. and then go high as well. Like, you can just, like, it doesn't accumulate things like, um, whatever, the three mana Ajani. Like, this seems like a weird combination of a lot of them, but I mean, I still think the over pa- overall package is nice. Lol. Lol humor. <laughs> Alright. As far as white cards go, that's, for me, that seems to be the number one candidate. Yeah, it's kind of sad, like, um, with Avacyn, Guardian Angel, it's kind of sad, like, it's essentially Sarah Angel with an extra power, and it's a five-power flyer. For an extra with white mana. Yeah, it's it's kind of sad how, and then it has other abilities, too, with prevention, and it's sad that, like, nowadays, it's just, like, something that powerful, like, in terms of the grand scheme of things, that's pretty solid, like, five power with flying and vigilance, and it's just... In you know in magic it's just like all right eh 
Right, and All especially right. with Cube, it's like it's just a whatever. Yeah, or like uh, Dead Bridge Goliath. You know, like Juzam Jin was one of the defining creatures of back in the day, mm-hmm. and now it's like, eh, we got a green Juzam, no drawback. Right. Eh, we have lots whatever. of. We have lots of uh, Jazams. Jazam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we got a bunch of these that giant things that you know, it's just like meh, whatever. Yes. All right. <laughs> uh, next. Yeah. It's, it's just. It's a, it's crazy. Next enormous know. guy for four mana, please. Yep. And we got Perlucranos? Okay. That's right. Sure. Sure. That's fair. <laughs> Think of that. You know, back in the days of Ernam Jins and Sarah Angels and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, Perlucranos. Sure. That's, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Right, right. Yeah. Hushwing Griff. Um, maybe I'm just being a little too scared, but the whole symmetry of that thing kind of scares me. Okay. So it's, it's a, two it, and a white. I, I like it as a constructed card. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, con- constructed seems really good, and, and kind of like that hate bear mm-hmm. archetype. So two and a white for flash flying, um, two one. Creatures entering the battlefield don't cause abilities to trigger. Like, that's, and also in cube, there are a lot of one eight seven creatures. There I guess are. maybe I'm just. Like, that's the thing, is there are a lot a lot, a lot, a lot of these kind of creatures, right? This comes, this is one of our, uh, sorry, Bobby, oh, sorry. uh, Mr. I could eat is, uh, <laughs> getting restless here. It's like, Hey, you got food, right? Starting to push at everything. I, I think, you know, we, I think we talked about on the last podcast, you know, the, uh, the cat destruction game. Oh yeah. That's, that's basically what he's doing right now. It's like, I know how to get his attention. I'm going to knock a bunch of crap off the table. So Hey, don't do that. <laughs> but, you know, hey, but anyway, but that's that. one of the big things about That's one of the big hallmarks of cube creatures, right, is that there are very few vanilla creatures. Um, and usually they're just efficient attackers, if that's the case. Right. They have to be super efficient. So yeah. uh, for this, this, this could shut off a lot. I mean, it does have flash. It does have flying. And, you know, and the thing is, it's not just the creature's ability. It's not trigger. I mean, uh, this card also shuts down, you know, uh, Perforos. It shuts down. Really? Yeah, because yeah, it says creatures entering the battlefield don't cause abilities to trigger. Oh, not right. Not abilities, just creature entering doesn't cause anything to trigger. Whoa. Whoa. That's crazy. That's, huh. So anything that has a trigger, I mean, it just shuts it off. And it's like, nope, you get nothing. So, you know, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't have a, a recounting of how many, uh, how, how many different things in cubeness is in, in the average cube that, that do things with that, but it's, it's interesting to note that it's more than just one, you know, more than just one thing. Yeah. I have a feeling it's probably going to be best in, the white aggressive decks, possibly that don't play a lot of one eight sevens, right? That their abilities maybe are more static, you know, things like Mom and Talia, and uh, but you know, even like, down, like Flicker Wisp and things like that too. But uh, but you know, you can play like, that two. You could play the two three for two mana, just as a dude. Oh, the two three flyer yeah. for two mana. Yeah, Skyfisher. Yeah, Skyfisher. You're just like me. Two three flyer for yeah. two. Yeah, that's fair. Suck it. Yeah, it's like, okay, that's fair. So, you know, I don't know, there is, I, I think it's interesting, but if I'm not running Avon Mind Sensor, which I think is the better version of this, 
I think I'd rather have this, honestly. And what I'm saying, in Constructed, oh. that's the better version, and it's never quite made a thing. But I think this card has more applications cube-wise. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, I, I, so I'm kind of on the fence about this. I kind of think it's a neat card, and I, I think it's one I'd like to try out in some way and maybe get some other people to try out to see how often it's relevant. Like how yeah. often it's good versus screwing yourself over. Yeah, and I, I think, think nice siege gang commander, bro. You want to play your five? You want to play your two two for five? Yeah, and I feel like a card like Stifle, for example, has a lot of uses against one eight seven creatures, but it's just the opportunity cost of you know the card itself, you know, mm-hmm. you know being rather low impact. And for the most part, Stifle tends to hit one eight seven creatures a lot in cube, for the most part, at least when I've seen it played. Right. But it just feels like it, this at least it does something, and it's nice to have your worst case scenario being a relatively inefficient creature mm-hmm. than having you know like a card that's just hanging out in your hand. I remember like playing a not super relevant, but you know playing somebody's in a huge EDH game, and you know I had somebody's blue deck, and I was just like, man, I just oh, it wasn't stifle, it was the one in a blue target counter target, like I forget Trick what it bind? was. It was I think the one that cantrips. I think there's one that can squelch. Oh okay. You know I was like oh man I was like I want to get rid of this stupid thing. Come on. As like somebody cracked like an ever um terramorphic. I was like all right like get it. <laughs> it's like <laughs> no land for you. He's like what? It's like I got to get rid of this stupid thing. It's like I want to cycle this dumb thing. And it kind of I I wonder. You know, where, because yeah, there's so many good 187 creatures. I think, I forget if I talked about this on like this podcast or maybe on Twitter or something where talking about it feels like a lot of creatures are, and I think actually you just referenced it, either really efficient creatures or are really good creatures tacked on to spell, you know, spell abilities tacked on to creatures. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, like a, Snapcaster Mage or something, or Inferno Titan or something, where it's just like a lot of sweet activated abilities, or, you know, trigger abilities, rather. So I think this thing has potential. I think I'm actually starting to get more onto the bandwagon now, before I was like, eh, maybe not, but, you know. Where kind of the more you talk about it, the more it's like, well, you know, this card might actually be pretty cool. Yeah, it's like, you know, this, uh, I should give this more of a try. I mean, it may just be you know, being a little bit too scared of the symmetry of it mm-hmm. initially, and now I'm just like, well, then don't make a bad deck. Right. Like, don't be stupid. <laughs> it's like with Geddon or something. It's like, well, don't Geddon when you don't have, when it's that advantageous. Like, car- you don't like cards pull. don't force you to play poorly. Yeah. Or just like, don't Vortex when you're behind. It's like, well, All right. <laughs> there you go. Don't be, don't be bad. Right. But yeah, so I, I, think think that's I, quite, I think I think the card's like way more interesting than Avacyn, for example. Yeah, for sure. Just uh, me waxing poetic about creature creature power creep. Back in my uh, day, Sarah Angel was awesome. It was. It was. It was crazy. Uh, next card, pa- Paragon of New Dawns. I guess you know we'll briefly touch on the Paragons. Um, three and a white, other white, or you know what other creature you control get plus one plus one, and it's three and a white for a two two. And then they have a white, or, you know, they have a color tap for some ability. And this one's kind of, oh, wow, that, that ability's not good. 
white and tapped, another target white creature you control gets vigilance to EOT. We talked about four mana creatures. This doesn't really have a chance. Right. I mean, if we're, if we're looking for high impact, I mean, with four mana being so important and so jammed, you, you, I mean, it's just like, you know, breaking, it's, it's like breaking into the color blue, right? Just needs to be super high impact. Uh, I feel like, I feel like white's been really hard to crack into lately. Like, it just feels soaked. It just feels like white has gotten so many good cards lately, too, where it's just like, all right, where am I fitting this thing in? Oh, geez. Right. I had to put, okay, <laughs> we're like, not. So. It's like, nope, sorry. I guess, I guess no. Yeah. But, well, yeah, this, like, so, eh, whatever. I was gonna go on a thought tangent, but we got, we got stuff to cover. Return to the ranks. X, double white, sorcery, convoke. Should we even cover this? Like, why am I talking about these cards that are just crappy? Aren't we supposed to, like, skip over these and talk about that, them later that, if we have time? That was, that was the original plan. Yeah, that was the plan. Okay, soul of, no, no. Uh, do you want to talk blue cards? Yeah, I mean, well, we should certainly briefly talk about, I mean, we, we can't not talk about Jace. Okay, gotcha. I mean, so, I mean, we could kind of gloss over the cards, but yeah, Jace we can definitely talk about. So, so Jace is uh, another four mana planeswalker, but with five loyalty. So he's two, two blue, blue, uh, plus one. Look at the top two cards of your library and put one of them in your graveyard. So is that Think Tank? Well, not Think Tank. What's the card from Odyssey Block that did that? Was it Think Tank? Uh, there was a card from Odyssey Block that let you do that ever during your upkeep. I think Think Tank let you essentially scry. I gotta take a look here. It feels like, yeah, just like one of those weird Odyssey cards. Well, because uh, it also helps your, what's his name, too? Uh. Psychotog? No, no, no. It helped your, uh. Seven cards in your graveyard. Threshold. Oh, Threshold? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That. So I think Tank was look at the top card and you get to bin it if you want to. So this yeah, one's so looking at the top two. So it's kind of like a heavy duty scry for, scry for two. Uh, minus three, return another target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. And then minus eight, each player shuffles his or her hand and graveyard into his or her library. You draw seven cards. Yeah, which is pretty backbreaking of an ultimate. We were yeah, talking about... this is, I mean, the ultimate for this one, if you think about it in terms of a control mirror, I mean, this card's coming into play with six loyalty, effectively. And it only mm-hmm. takes eight to activate it. And then you get to basically make your opponent discard their hand and peel a new seven. Very, very yeah, good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, unfortunately, I'm not a huge fan of the other modes. Um, I think this card will play better than it looks, but it looks not very impressive, especially in a color that is so impressive. Yeah, and I've heard people say it's unplayable or it's like Tybalt. Come on, let's not be silly. This is definitely not unplayable. No, it is but it's certainly just in- not unplayable. It's just not in the same league as even, you know, Architect of Thought. Yeah, or even like a card like Dungeon Geist, for example. I'd rather have done... I've, I've actually been pretty happy with Dungeon oh, Geist. Oh, yeah, and I'd I've rather done Dungeon Geist, that. so... The, the Goose. Mm. But yeah, it's... uh, Yeah, just this is like... I don't know. Just very... Like... Yeah, just I mean again I think it's a fine card which which may sound strange when you go eh, eh. yeah but, 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 <laughs> but we're making uh you know we're we're making you know penguin noises you know as in sure. the penguin from like the Batman movie now you know making those oh, noises yeah. because we're comparing it to the eternity of magic right yeah. 
I mean, yeah. was, you know, we talked about this in the last episode is that, you know, it's, it's, there's a much different lens when you have to compare it alongside, you know, when we talked about the, uh, the costing, the appropriate costing of spells and how, how hard it is for certain effects to break in alongside older cards. Uh, I, I just think this card's going to have a tough time doing that. And I, to be honest, I don't, I don't see it in very many cubes unless you're the kind of person that wants planeswalkers but doesn't want cards like Jace the Mind Sculptor in your cube and you're looking for another Jace. Yeah, and that's still, and that seems, I don't know, not too huge. Yeah, I mean, but you know, I've certainly know people who are just like, I'm not running Jace the Mind Sculptor too good. I'm not running Jace five drop because it's either, it's too binary. It's either way too good or way too bad. And right, so that only leaves me with two Jaces. So I would like a third Jace. So I'm going to play with this one. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of the only situation I see this being played. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's a lot better than I think, but I just, I don't, I'm not seeing it. So. Yeah. I have a feeling it's probably in standard. It's probably going to be better than people think. Like, uh, Anthony Lowry, you talked about how it might be like the blue Domri in a way. And I was like, that makes sense. No, I, I, I mean, think this card will be just fine in standard. Especially yeah. I mean, it's, rotates. It took a while for people to catch on to Architect of Thought in, in Standard as well. So there's definitely a precedent for people. And it seems like Planeswalkers are historically underrated by people. Like it kind of... You there? Here. Okay, sweet. My icon was kind of wean weird. Okay. So, yeah, it just seems like they're historically... There's a very high expectation. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard to crack that expectation. And especially with Jace, I was expecting... Like, LSV was going to be spoiling it, and it was going to be like, oh my goodness, it's going to be so good. And then it was like, oh, huh. Shrug. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll go back to the other blue cards if we have time. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't really know what other ones are worth talking about. Uh, I mean, Chief Engineer is kind of neat. I think I like Chasm Skulker. A bit more than probably I should. Yeah, you know, Chasm, uh, that's the one that you get a, it gets bigger if it's, if you have a uh, swamp in play. Is that the one you're talking about? Uh, that's the one where it gets, it grows on draws, and then if it dies, you get a bunch of squids. Oh. <laughs> it's like, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah. There's also like the, uh, uh what's his name? Uh, Turn to Frogstorm. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know, like, did, did you play Sudden Spoiling in your cube? Um, so Sudden Spoiling was Uh-oh. a ridiculous, ridiculous beating in draft. And it was a pretty yeah. ridiculous beating in standard, but I just never was that excited about it in cube. Yeah. I, I don't know why, because it was literally such a back-breaking card in draft. I think because draft is just so very defined by creature battles... You know, it's like walls of creature versus walls of creature, especially, you know, like Sprout Swarm just broke games because people were just standing there and being like, all right, sure. Oh, okay. I guess I'll Sprout Swarm. Sprout Swarm again. Like, it just seemed like that, those kinds of stalemates were kind of defining it. And then this, and that kind of, like, if they alphaed, they would be completely wrecked. Whereas it doesn't necessarily apply that much in cube. But yeah, I think this is probably worse in, like, and this can be countered, and their guys can actually fight. Like, I think this is just worse in a stronger, more, or at least in a more competitive color sure. with spells, at least. So I don't know. I'm not really huge yeah, on that thing. Not a, not a, not a huge fan, but 
it's definitely a combat trick. You know, if if you're looking for ways to, to come up with combat tricks, I mean, I'm just not sure how. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, effective is is what I'm trying to say, but there was a better word that I've lost. Uh, it is in what you're trying to do with it. Oh, okay, just maybe more impactful. Right, like it's. I mean, it, it does a thing, but. Does it do that thing well enough for you to want it A in your queue, B drafted, C in your deck? Or more likely sideward. Right. Which is going to happen Which, most you know, of the time. And if it's relegated to a sideward card, it's not for me. So Yeah, it's it's not in your queue nope. if it's making the sideward a lot of times. Uh I guess we can talk about let's Let's go through the other stuff, the good stuff, and then we can go back to, like, see if we can kind of go back and look at stuff. Okay, fair enough. We can, or, uh, I okay. mean, black cards, nothing that impressive. Uh, yeah, a lot of these black cards are, like, the bad, uh, the bad Obnixilus, the bad Bloodgift Demon. They're both just bad. Well, they're just, I mean, I mean, they're not bad. It's just that they, I, I, once again, we're comparing them to the, the eternity of magic here, and I'm just, I mean, to be fair, Obnixilus is hysterical. Yeah. I mean, 10 is a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, it's essentially... What's that card from Commander, like Stranglehold, where they players can't search their libraries and they can't uh, they can't take extra turns? Mm-hmm. So essentially that, but worse. Like, they can't search their libraries. Like, this one, they at least have a choice. Sure. Granted, they probably won't take that choice, but if they need to, they'll do it, assuming the opponent isn't just awful. But like you said, you don't. The cards don't force you to play right. bad. Uh, in Garrick's Wake, you yeah, know, no. it's just nine mana. But I think yeah. if you are a multiplayer cube, I think that's a card kind of where you want to be, along with like Decree of Pain. Yeah, I was gonna say Decree of Pain. It kind of makes me think of Decree of Pain. So I mean, I'm down yeah. there if for that kind of reason. But anyway, we're talking about we're yeah. talking about cards we're not including. Uh, let's go yeah. to red. We're actually there. I think red. there's quite a few cards that we could consider for including. Yeah, there's actually a pretty good amount. Let's here. Uh, let's real quickly just we'll bypass a card that we've talked about I think multiple times now, which is Goblin Rabble Master. Oh right, yeah, we can. That card's that card's really yeah, good. Yeah, card's good. There's a buy a box promo, so that's neat too. Yeah. Uh, by the, the way, only uh, the foils I uh, at F and M the other night I got the F and M uh, Magma Spray. Which is the new uh, the new foiling process and the new card border with like the oh, nice. and everything and I and I thought of an interesting thing. So I don't know if you realize this or not. I mean, I'm sure you have because you're probably a little more well read than I was. Um, but the inside the little hologram at the bottom are two planeswalker symbols on both sides of a mana symbol inside oh. the hologram. And my thought was. Is the mana symbol going to be different on every card? I think huh. it's going to be. Someone mentioned that it's going to be. I haven't, I hadn't thought about it until right now. But then my thought was this, because for example, my magma spray had a little, uh, blue mana symbol in the hologram. I said, if they're all different, there are going to be five versions of this card. Oh. With each card, with each hologram type. Are the holograms of the matching color going to cause any sort of value variation? Probably. For example, if 
you know, for the, the OCD among us, uh, do I want to play red cards that have a blue mana symbol in the hologram? Eh, I mean, it depends. Not if I'm OCD, right? I mean, I don't know. Maybe you're like, maybe you're feeling is it that day? But still, like, I, 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 I just thought that was an interesting thought of. I wonder if there is going to be a demand for specific hologram types. It seems like there should be. So, uh, I, yeah. I don't know. Just, just something I thought about. Yeah, I think it's interesting. One thing I did want to touch upon the one of the few drawbacks I've, I've found with uh, Goblin Rival Master. Okay. Is that it's pretty awkward when your opponent has big life-linking creatures, which red decks don't want to see anyway, and that just makes it worse. I see you know, how like, that would be bad. Like there was times when my opponent had a batter skull or something, and I had Rabble Master, and it didn't have a way to kill it. And I was like, or I had Rabble Master in my hand. I'm like, well, can't cast this now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but granted, uh, that's pretty small corner case to a card that's ridiculous. Like so much damage. Like, oh man, that's. Who daddy? Card sweet. But yeah, that's about about the much on that one. Do you want to talk about the other red cards? Yes, please. Alright, so do you want to talk about Altac Bloodseeker? Alright, so uh Altac Bloodseeker. Let me go ahead and read here. Just I'm pretty sure I know what card it is you're talking about, but I'm gonna pull it up here on my little uh spoiler list and then I'll I'll describe it for spoiler alert. Alright, so Altec Bloodseeker, yeah, this is the one I thought. So this is a uh one and a red. For a 2-1, whenever a creature and an opponent controls dies, Altec Bloodseeker gets plus 2, plus 0, and gains first strike and haste until end of turn. And it's a berserker, not a vampire. That makes sense. So, just so people know, it seems like it would be a vampire-y type thing to do. But, alright, so he's a 2-1, but when you burn their guy pre-combat, he deals an extra 2 points of damage. And yeah, it's so he's first a, strike too, which means that he's not getting blocked very easily as well. So the the one thing I like about the reason I, I like cards like Searing Blood and Searing Blaze is that they still accomplish your forward momentum, even though you're casting a spell instead of a creature. Yeah. This card fits into that as well, right? It's yes, you have to use your turn to cast a removal spell, but you're now hitting harder too because of it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I like this card. I don't, I, I, I would have to test it and see how often it's just a lame 2 1. But man, this card seems sweet. Yeah, and that worst case isn't too bad either. Like, it's, I mean, it's a goblin piker or whatever. I mean, I guess they're certainly better cards, but I mean, you, you know, you think about some oh. of the dream scenarios of, all right, you know, turn one dude, turn two dude, turn three, uh, What's his name? You know, one of these split damage cards. So either, uh, you know, Flames of the uh, Firebrand, uh, Arc Trail, or Arc Lightning, killing two guys, take eight. Mm-hmm. Take yeah, six. Just I mean, it's just like take six from this one guy. Like that's fair. That's totally fair. a lot. Yeah, and, and I think it may what, encourage you know people to play more cards like that too. You know. Was one of your cats making theremin noises? Yeah, they're, the they're, one of them has <laughs> has tackled the other one after chasing them around the house, and uh, now has her pinned, and is now trying to bite her feet while she defends herself. <laughs> right, so everyone's over here. So I thought I was going crazy. I'm no, like, no, no. I was, I, I was I was just trying to play on, play through, but oh, they were uh, no, yeah, they were right near the computer wrestling. So. Yeah. 
I do think I think attack its base stats are fine. Like for some reason, I thought it was a one mana one two for a while. I was like, eh. yeah, I think I would like it less if it were that. Oh yeah, for sh- if it was a one mana one two, I think I would like it a lot less. I think. Oh dear. Yeah, hold on. We got a, we got a war zone. <laughs> Somebody's attacking for yep. you. Get out of here. <laughs> Don't hey, no no attacking. Yeah. We're talking about. Oh, he moved from, I think they were. Yeah, he moved from. Uh, are you okay? You're fine. I think they were inspired. The, uh, the one-year-old, you're wrestling with the one-year-old to then, well, this should work just fine with the 15-year-old. There we go. Not, I, think they were in, I think they were inspired because we were talking about attacking. I, oh, no, yeah. He, like, oh. I, I think he uh, just attacked for four there. <laughs> Uh-oh. The one thing That's I can... we had to break it up. One thing I can see it against this card is, so with some cards, like... Um, Brimstone Volley, you know, like Morbid cards. Sometimes it's harder to trigger Morbid than than we may anticipate. Yes, but I think this is different than Morbid because Morbid sometimes involves having to cast another spell or lose some tempo or whatever first and then cast it afterwards, where this, I think, is a little more proactive than Morbid is. Yeah, and at least this is kind of rewarding you for what you want to Correct. do anyway. Like you were saying, like I'm gonna burn this and I'll attack for four. Right, like I'll do this. Right, like some of the I'll best plays. For... Right, exactly. You're just like, dude, dude, remove your dude, attack, remove your dude, attack, remove your dude, attack. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of what you want to be doing, you know? Yeah, and like I said, this, this I mean, that's the the uh, yeah uh, the mo of the red aggressive deck is to attack for two. And the first strike is is very relevant. Because, yeah, they, because can't, they can't just chump it. You know, it's like, okay, well, it's just a, an X1, like, throw this token in front of it. Well, no, no yeah, it's not like, always. Yeah, it's like, I'll block with my, uh, whatever, soldier token. It's like, well, uh, I mean, you can, but it's not going to kill it. Now, I wonder if there's any other, like, interactions that, is there anything in cube that you can do with it, like, after combat, after it gets even bigger? Uh, maybe, like, a card that doubles combats. Like, uh, you know, like Aurelia or whatever, or Goto. Yeah, or, yeah. But those don't, or like Hellkite Charger, yeah, or like Fling or something, or Fight Cards. You know, I don't know, I'm just, yeah, or like Satessan Tactics or something like that, maybe? Like, I don't know. Yeah, like Satessan Tactics, yeah. But, yeah, unfortunately we don't see a lot of those in Cube, and I really wish there were maybe a few more good equipment so I could justify putting Goto and Warlord in my Cube, but we haven't reached that day, and it's really doubtful we will. Honestly, you guys leave her alone. She's old and cranky and doesn't want to play with little boy cats. Go. Oh, (laughs) away. Oh, so, but yeah, I like this card. Yeah, it seems sweet. Like it's definitely nice. I I will certainly be trying it. Yeah, I think I'm close to like, I'm, I'm actually looking through my red cards in my cube right now just to look through what I want to, you know, put in and take out or whatever. You know, for, for what's in my regular 465 and what's in my expansion pack, and I'm just like, well, what do I want to do here? Well, maybe this, maybe that. I don't know. All right, but, let's. Uh, yeah, let's, it's, it's two drops. Let's talk about uh, Borderland Marauder. Yeah. Uh, so one in a red for a one-two. Whenever. Oh, it's a human warrior, so I guess. Um, tribal. Sure. Yeah, human pluses or minuses. Whenever it attacks, it gets plus two, plus zero till end of turn. Uh, yeah, seems sweet. Yeah, once again, three power attacking creature for two mana. Yeah. I mean, not, and, uh, nothing, nothing too fancy about that. 
Yeah, and don't again, don't be lazy and you cut Gorehouse Chainwalker because they're both good. Right. You just want lots that, of these kinds of cards in your red attacking decks. Yeah, like think about how crazy it is how both of those are commons too, Gorehouse and this. Like three power and two toughness, I think is actually pretty sweet on these. So it doesn't just, so it doesn't get just blocked by some like one toughness. Right, idiot. right. It doesn't just die to a random elf or whatever it is. Like I'm gonna throw this soldier token. It's like, well, you need to throw two now. Right. I think it's better than Chainwalker, but yeah, just just don't come on. This isn't Moto Cube. Don't phone in your. Well, chains. yeah, I mean, I think it's certainly just straight up better than Chainwalker because you know, I, I guess I I guess I shouldn't say straight up because I guess you could play one as a two power blocker. You could play Chainwalker yeah. as a two power blocker, where this will never be a two power blocker. Yeah, so I mean. I'm trying to think of the times I've played it as a blocker, and most of the times when it has, it just it's needs to be a body just to like soak up damage for a turn, so you can keep attacking. Yeah, it could have been an O one for all that matters. Right, right. Like, 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 just need, right, just sure. need it to be a body. It could, it could be yeah, it could be was, an O one for all that it mattered. Yeah, I was gonna say it could have just been an O one. I was gonna say a germ, but it wouldn't be a germ. It would be a kobold probably. Right, right, random kobold. Yeah, kobolds a kobold a keep. So, yeah, an- another I think yeah. unexciting, but. You know, if you're if you're supporting that red attacking archetype, and your you know twos have gotten a lot of help recently, and I think this continues to help that. Speaking of red twos, <laughs> we got another one, but the generator servant. All right, so while not necessarily an aggressive card, the way you would think of aggressive cards, go ahead and and let's uh, let's talk about what does it do. So it's a one and a red for two one. You can tap it. It's an elemental, so uh, Master Waves makes it bigger, I guess. Uh, tap and sacrifice it. Add two mana to your mana pool. If that mana is spent on a creature spell, it gains haste until end of turn. So I I, I like this guy. This guy seems sweet. Okay, so while interesting, I'm not so... I don't know. This card feels... The fact that its best use is to get rid of it, I mean, it does accelerate you from two to two five, five, right? Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of Red's best creatures are uh, that are that are attacking creatures are fours, right? Yeah, just play it with other ones. Play it with green. So like, it's, it doesn't necessarily need to be played in in the mono red or whatever deck. I don't know. I, I'm just. I guess I'm just a little unconvinced. Like, for example, I've taken, you know, uh, the two mana to five mana red the red mana spell, a uh, uh, seeding song, like was in my queue oh, for okay. a while, and that's been gone for a while. This feels. Yeah, I mean, this, seeding, this, this It feels within like a standard deviation of seeding song. I mean, granted, it doesn't get haste. You know, which I think is a, a big deal. I think, yeah, I think haste is probably one, especially since a lot of the big creatures in cube that are big things tend to be a lot better with haste. Like, you know, tight. Like we were talking about Dax duplicate. Right. But I think a couple of the things that I think are cons, and I'm not sure how big of cons they are, against some decks, like um, your removal heavy decks or counterspell decks, you, they can see it coming. Right. Like you play, you play servant on turn two, and they're holding up Doomblade mana. And let's say you play into it. Say you, 
you know, sacrifice this, play Colonial well, Hydra. Two and for one. Like, yeah, you get two for one. And granted, that's not always going to happen, but I think that's definitely a con against it. Whereas because they can see it happening, right. that's definitely like, well, they can just two for one you, which can be pretty awkward, but it can at least attack for two and can at least be used for non creature right. spells. I mean, granted, that's kind of a not, it's kind of a, well, unless you're stuck Not, on mana, right? You're, you only have two lands. Yeah. Another thing I think is not... Actually, that's not a minus. One thing is, is even in aggressive decks, there can be pretty high mana plays. Like, uh, you know, like Sword and Equip, or mm-hmm. like Firecat, or like Harness by Force okay. in, in Twine, or whatever the hell it's called. Or like, you know, just Inferno Titan, Fire Breathing. And it's where... Granted, you know, you don't want to max out on your high mana spells because you're in a yeah, but sometimes you have a five yeah. or a six. Yeah, and that serves a decent role while helping those spells in your deck, which I think is a nice little thing on that as well. Sure. But, yeah, no, I, I think, think it changes the dynamic a little bit. I think it's certainly, I think your point of it helping the other colors more than red is certainly well taken. Uh, yeah. I certainly do like want it, to cast a Flame Tongue Kavu after sacrificing this, however. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Like, wait, kill your and, guy and take four? Oh my god. Yeah, and other other things too. Like, even in like Inferno Titan, it's like and take a thousand damage. Sure. I mean, that's a a longer play than this because you know it's hard to go from two to six necessarily. But the you know the the thing too with this card that lets you get two for one as opposed to let's say um, Somberwald Sage, which is a card I've been trying to advocate for a while now. Um, you kind of have to kill the Somberwold Sage immediately. Yeah, or you, or you know you don't know what's in there. Because right, like, you have well, no idea what stream of ridiculousness is coming after that. Yeah, it's like could they have uh, Angel of Serenity? Could they have uh, nothing? Or they could have like multiple things. So like your one counter spell or your one Doom Blade isn't enough because it yeah. gets to activate multiple times. Right, you get to just use it turn after turn. Well, it's like the uh, the Persecutor game. It's like well. Maybe you can let it live. You won't. <laughs> right. You right. You if you can get rid of it, you probably should because you can't just be like, well, I I have the choice to get rid of it or not. Eh, I got the read. They don't have anything. Yeah, they got nothing. They'll they'll die. Next, you know, nope, next thing up, you know, they always have that thing that you're just like, oh yeah, forgot about that. Yeah, it's like, man, Oops. I died. Right. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Ah, uh, persecutor. That card's so sweet. So, I don't know. I I do like I like the 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 uh, the idea of this card and and what it does. But personally, I don't think I'll be including it in my first round of testing. But I'll certainly pick up a foil one as soon as I see it, just so I have it kind of in the bank, ready to go. Oh, oh, and it's a common. Yeah. Wow. For some reason, I thought it was uncommon or rare. Uh, it's common. Wow. Yeah. So get Stibs. So get that in the popper. Yeah, cube. I mean that, that card and seems good for for non rare cubes for sure. Where acceleration yeah. is accelerating into your big guys seems pretty good. That is, that is, um, yeah. So I, I don't know. Like, it seems it seems it seems to be at least not. You know, it seems to be either. You know, it's, my brain's not working. <laughs> I was gonna say it's not like uh, easy in or easy out. It's there's a can be arguments for either. Mm-hmm. Hammerfist. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I want that card to be better than it is. Also, maybe because there's a reference to 
shatter hand for regular Nintendo. Game's sweet. Ah. That's it. That's about it. Uh, what else is there? Soul of Chandelari. You want to talk about that one? All right. So Soul of Chandelari. It's uh, part of another uh, cycle here. Um, oh yeah, Soul cycle. There's a uh, a whole cycle of souls. Um, some of them are more impressive than others. This one uh, is kind of somewhere in the middle, I think. Uh, it, it's decent, but it's there. There's a better one. No, uh, you know, foreshadowing here. Uh, oh, there. So Soul Chandelier is uh, all of them are six mana creatures. So this one is four red red for a six six first strike, uh, and it has the activated abilities of uh, three red red. Soul Chandelier deals three damage to target player and three damage to up to one target creature that player controls. And it also has the same ability from the graveyard um, by exiling it. So you get to, for five mana, you get to, you know, uh, Searing Blaze with Landfall. Yep. Pretty much. Our One of our favorite spells. Mm-hmm. So sweet. So, I don't know how much red needs. The six mana guys need to be pretty impactful. Um, and unfortunately, this guy, you know, while pretty good, doesn't do, you know, doesn't do much to turn he hits play. Unlike something like Inferno Titan, for example, or a, you know, a six power or five mana, or six power or five power haste dragon, you know. Yeah, like I a, can put. A storm breath or something. Well, or, you know, a, a uh, thunderball. A what's his name? Uh, you know, because I still uh, run the six five legendary dragon in mine. Who's sweet? Oh, Rorix. Yeah, because Rorix is sweet. Because six six damage for six mana is a lot. That is uh, that is and some I've, damage. I've just liked him, and it's a little little bit of magic history as well, and it's an extra point over uh, Hellkite Charger. Uh, yeah. So I'm not, well, I'm not necessarily impressed with this guy. If he gets to stay in play, good lord. Yeah, I think that's the thing about And I think his, he's got things... the best ability to use multiple times, I feel like. Yeah. I think that's one of the things with that guy. And I, I think, you know, that's a, you know, a way to try to make them more, the Titans more fair was these creatures. I do feel like, at least does something. I think that's something that can be lost in evaluation sometimes. Is I think when people are evaluating Etherling, and I don't think we, I think we were pretty much like, yeah, this card's insane. This card's, this card's insane good. finisher. Yeah, and it turns out it was. Um, but I think sometimes when, like, in terms of evaluation, it's like, well, what if they have the removal spell? It's like, okay, then it sucks. But it's just like, what if they don't? Right. Have the removal right there, and then that's. I think that's something that can be lost in evaluation, like Master Waves. I felt like, you know, that was something in the evaluation. I think we maybe we didn't talk about much was, you know, if it dies, it's pretty awful. But if they don't, it's pretty insane. Right. Whereas I feel like this, something like that happens where, unfortunately, it doesn't protect itself very well. But if the game doesn't end on turn six, you still have game with this guy. Mm -hmm. Like, you still have something to do. And... I think with the Black Soul, Soul of uh, Innistrad, which I tested out a bit, with that one, it felt like often with that much mana, it was, what, five mana to uh, raise dead three right. dudes? Like that one, it just usually felt like, you know, it was one of the situations where I usually wanted to kill it, or, you know, the person who had it, you usually wanted to kill the thing. 
But once that one died, there was typically better things to spend your mana on. There was certainly that option, but you typically had better things to spend your mana on. But this certainly, A, threatens things, which is nice. You know, threatens creatures and whatnot. And B, it's it's not a bad use of mana. Like, five mana isn't optimal. Like, you know, we have Searing Blaze, but... And if it does stick, oh boy. Well, right. That's... Well, the fact is, is that it's dealing three to their face, it's probably killing a blocker, and it's attacking. Yeah, for six. Which is... I mean, there aren't many seven-power creatures in cube, aside from maybe, like, Gristlebrand and Sundering Titan, and, like, Blightsteel, if you run that. Yeah, so there aren't many things. Like, this. the first strike actually, while it may look a little bit innocuous, it helps it go over the top of a lot of big creatures that could get in its way and fight it. Right. So I think that's certainly a plus, and then... Like if they're trying to gang block. Well, you have it. to like right if they if they try to gang block it if something's less than three toughness, well, it can't be you know can't really be a factor. Yeah, like they they'll be removed without at, without the cost of a card. Yeah, so I think that's and, definitely you know, nice. It's, it I just, compares, certainly compares favorably to the to Soul of Zendikar, which was the green one that for five mana you get a three three. Yeah, and I feel like that's kind of I feel like that might be the dud of the cycle. Or maybe like Theros, Soul of yeah, Theros might be. The Theros one is just okay. I mean, it's one, it's fine with like the token decks or whatever. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant uh, the blue and Ravnica. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, it's because Ravnica just... costs seven to activate. Yeah, it's like, ugh. that's a lot of mana. Right. So, but I feel like this probably isn't embarrassing as a big finisher. I, I would Granted, agree with that. Or, like, I think it's probably fine. I don't know if I'm going to put it in my main cube or in the expansion pack. Like, I think I'm just kind of mentally battling between it. But if it does, if it doesn't make my cube or it does, it's going to be close. But I still think it's a very good card. I also like that they uh, reference Chandelar. Well, the funny thing is I've heard people talk about how it's a reference to the the PC game. And it kind of is, but they're starting to make that to be more of the generic plane on Magic. It's like the new Dominaria, where, like, everything happens. Like, uh, what's that guy? The artifact guy that we talked about in the last episode? What's that guy? Artifact Uh, guy that we talked about in the last episode. Kirkesh, the Onaki. Oh, 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 yeah, Kirkesh, okay. Yeah, like, that's part of Chandelar. Thune is part of Chandelar. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else, but I know those are part... Um, Zathrid is part of Shandalar, uh, so it's pretty much the, um, you know, generic plane, you know, the base plane where stuff happens. Right. But it's not, like, reference to... It's not just a reference to the PC game, although, shout-outs to the PC game, even though it had Awful. quite a share of... It had quite a share of flaws. <laughs> it's only, it's only it's, fun in retrospect. I don't know. I played it recently. No, I'm just saying in retrospect. Like, dude, like now you play it and you're like, oh, this is fun. At the time when you were like, oh, I want this to play like Magic, and you're like, what is going on? Oh like, yeah, that's that, yeah. that was why it was not fun for me because you know at the time I was looking for basically a Magic online, and that's not really what you got. No, you get uh, you get computer running big cheats. Well, that that and computer being idiot. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm a giant growth. I think there was one time I had a Prodigal Sorcerer. And I pinged their 1-1, one, one, and they cast Giant Growth. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I'm taking four here. But the Giant Growth, my guy, and I was like, what? <laughs> okay. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what just happened. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I was like, what? So, 
What's going on? All right. Any other red guys? I think that's that's about it. I do like. Oh, there's the uh, the burn spell. Oh, stoke yeah. the flames. Yeah, that's interesting. I kind of dig the burn spell. Uh, so it's it's uh, instant two red red with convoke, and it's deal four damage to target creature or player. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. I mean, deal I, I like the fact that you can help use your not active creatures or you know more useless creatures to help cast it. You know, when you have that ground yeah. stall, or you know, when you absolutely positively cannot attack with that, you know, jackal pop fire drink sticker. Yeah, because I. Yeah, because I have like a batter skull or something, right. or you know, some big lifelinker. You're like, oh, okay, I can't attack with this guy now. Right, and you know, and four mana for four isn't terrible. I mean, I've, I've come very close to including War Leader's Helix. Um, yeah, but the fact that like I think a lot of the times it's just going to be cheaper. Um, I could see a reasonable swap of this. Maybe this is one of these lazy swaps, but I could see. In order to try to compare the two, replacing something like Flame Javelin with this card. Yeah, and I was actually thinking of whether I like which one more of like Flame Javelin or this or Stoke more. Can be cast for four or less or three, I should say. But there are times when the other one may cost less. You know, and Mm -hmm. let's be honest. I mean, as much as I played Flame Javelin in non-red decks in the draft format. I don't do a whole lot of non-red drafting of Flame Javelin and Cube. Yeah, I don't think I've done that once. Same with, I don't think I've done it with Procession either, actually. So, uh, typically because, you know, well, Procession tends, has a tendency to go to the white decks pretty quickly, because it occurs sweet. That's true. Um, I don't, I don't find myself doing a whole lot of that, where I think this card is maybe, I, I feel like the ceiling is higher. And the floor is pretty close. Yeah. Yeah, like casting it for four, I mean, it's not optimal, but, you know, sometimes... And I think that it... it, With regards to a card like Fire Blast, for example, like, you can always, almost always cast that for free. Mm -hmm. But I think this takes advantage of the fact that sometimes you can't reasonably attack with, you know, your small creature. Sometimes you reach the board state when you're in plan B Mm -hmm. of burn the opponent out, where it's like, okay... I, your opponent's at 12, and I've got a bunch of burn in my hand, and I'm just going to go all in with, like, my flame javelins and stoke the flames and, like, grim lava mancer. It's like, okay, so now I'm on the burn, or maybe, like, 10 is a more reasonable life total to go into burn mode. But you know what I mean? When the aggressive deck goes into burn mode. I mean, 12 is also reasonable as well. I mean, that's only, you know, three to four cards, so. Yeah. But, I mean, it's a lot, I guess it's a lot easier to do that with, like, a couple of cards. Sure. With, like, you're at 10, uh, Stoke, bur- Bolt, Bolt, and then you're dead. Mm-hmm. Right, it's the same number of spells, but you know what I mean. Like, it's it seems a little easier to do it with that one, or just, like, Stoke the Flames, and you have a Perforos, and you're just like, kill, dude, dude, you're dead. Right. Where it seems like that, I think it fits that plan a little bit better for that mode. Well, you know, let's you, and you know, I, once again, this is me uh, being stupid, uh, I, I like to think of funny scenarios for cards. And there's really a part of me that likes the cast Siege Gang Commander and then cast that for free. <laughs> I like that. I don't know. Cool. Like, like I said, I think That's of stupid cool. little plays like that, but I try to think of things like that where you can be like, you know, you can probably kill someone pretty quickly. I mean, you're, you're looking at, with Siege Gang and that card alone, you're looking at a lot of damage off of just yeah. two cards. 
you know, mm-hmm. like take four, untap, you can attack for five, or sack two to three guys for six, or both. Like, mm-hmm. oh, here's this guy, take four, untap, take five, and take six. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, and, and dead. you're dead. So, yeah, you know, something like post-wrath or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I, I think the card's interesting enough that I want to try it in place of, uh, I, I, in place of cards, like with that higher damage potential, not char necessarily, cause I, I think that card's very easy to cast, um, and I do like that card, but, you know, things like Flame Javelin, or things like, uh, the one that was, the, the morbid one that deals three or five. Oh, Brimstone Volley. Uh, I, I feel like I want to try it in place of those types of cards. Yeah. To see if I can find... Because, you know, I don't think it's necessarily... I, I, I think it could be an upgrade to one of those, but it doesn't feel like a slam dunk. I have to get it in the section in addition to everything else, like something like an Arc Trail was. That was just like, mm-hmm. oh, this card's ridiculous. Or when they printed Flames of the Fire brand, where you're just like, oh, well, I just want two of this card, you know? Mm-hmm. But I'm willing to yeah. maybe even take a creature out to play another card like this because it's it's where you want to be. I feel like this is a card that's maybe more tailored to upgrade something than replace something different. Yeah. But I like it. It's it seems sweet. So there you go. I like it. Uh next card, uh I guess green. Like we talked about Genesis Hydra before. Yes. I think it's all right. Yeah. Hornet Nest. Do you want to talk about that card? That card seems pretty sweet. Okay, so I love the flavor of Hornet Nest, right? So you have this nest, yeah. and you're like, well, don't screw with the nest. If you screw it a little bit, when one hornet comes out. But if you, like, take a baseball bat and crack the hell out of it, there's going to be a bunch of hornets, right? Which is what this card yeah. is. So the flavor of this card is awesome. Yeah. I don't want to play it in my cube, though. It's. I think it's pretty sweet as a wall. Like, it feels... Aside from the Doomblade scenarios, like if they have a Doomblade or a Wrath, it feels like it's going to at least do something. It's, maybe it's like a suspend card where it just makes a bunch of dudes for a decent race. Yeah, I, I, and then blocks. I guess my green decks don't wind up in defensive mode very often. They're, you know, they're usually mid range. I guess in the ramp deck, it's fine to just buy yourself some time, but usually like turn three is a prime turn to be casting ramp spells. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's that's the reason for me why I don't necessarily feel like it's in a great place uh, because it's not a great. Will you stop? Get out of the tissue box. <laughs> Sorry. Now that we're on gr- now that we're on green, no longer in attack mode. Oh. Now in tissue. Now mode. in attack tissue box mode. Um, so, but I think the cards really no no don't bite the cube either. Stop it. Oh no no. Hey. <laughs> oh, you said hey. Not working very well. <laughs> no, it doesn't work well for my cats either. Hey. <laughs> so, hey. No. Oh, uh, yeah. Oop, see, knife off the table. That's what you get. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I The card is really neat, though. I really like the card. I think it's very well executed and very well done. I'm just trying to imagine scenarios where it's a card I want to be playing necessarily. And like, I'm trying to think like, what do you, you know, so, so if we're playing this as a wall, right? 
What's the yeah. big advantage of what's the big advantage of a wall? Is you get to uh, block something and it lives, right? I get so I It certainly isn't gonna do be doing its share of blocking and living unless the opponent's bad. And let's no, not let's and, not and let's, and so okay, so let's let's look at our different scenarios of like if we wanna put if we wanna think of this in terms of being a wall, okay? Alright, so it's a wall. Like along mm-hmm. lines of let's say wall of moments, wall of blossoms, uh, whatever white blue wall you want to play, whether it's you know plume veil or wall of uh, denial or you know any of those any of those bigger ones. Um, the big advantage of those is that they're really hard to remove before attacking. Yeah. Right, because full toughness, full toughness at a minimum, is you know it's pretty hard to get out of the way, and often you have to wind up not only attacking with it but then using a spell on top of it. So it's doing its job of preventing damage plus eating another card. Mm-hmm. Where this card is very easy to remove pre-combat. That's my big issue with it. Well, I think it's one of those cases where if they have the removal spell, it's it's pretty bad. But like if they don't, like say they're attacking with like two two twos, for example. Let's say they attack with two two twos into this thing. Like they block, this thing dies, and then. Yeah, the other one gets through. So you're at right. So you take two, and then they have you know their two, I guess two blockers the following turn. Yeah, which will probably kill it. But let's say it gets a little bigger. Let's say they attack with like a four four or something, or you know like a like a hero or something. Well, like you can't that. Like burn it pre combat, or else your attackers just die. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and let's not let's not do that. <laughs> that would be bad. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's. Oh, I'm sorry. What was that? idea. Burn it. Crap. Let's burn it. Let's burn the tree. Although what this is with wildfire seems pretty gross. Ooh. Yeah. I kind of like it. Yeah, in the like in the wildfire deck. Yeah, Ooh. just like okay, I'm gonna play this, and then wildfire. It's like oh, okay. yeah, okay, all right, all right, all right. That that sells me a little bit. I kind of like that. Like that's pretty sweet. Or like, I guess with like OG Chandra, that's not. Bad. Or what if you just like have like earthquake things? That too. Yeah. It feels like this has fly- it feels like it should have flying. Right, I agree. But- I feel like it should have flying also, but whatever. Yeah. Or like have reach or something. Like if you like it's, it's not Yeah, like it doesn't f- it's not as much an aw- awkwardness as say uh what was that card Whippoorwill? Sure. <laughs> where it was like flying and it was like nope, didn't have flying. Oh, by the way, I texted my girlfriend that when you said eight and the cat didn't listen. <laughs> I told her and she was like I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> Very shocking to catch so, it. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I can say the more we talk about it, the more I do like it. I just think it's in the wrong color. Yeah, it's in a weird color. Like, imagine if it was in blue. Oh, my God. That'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, certainly Hornets are not blue-themed, so it's it's, it's in the no. color flavor-wise, but I, don't, I guess yeah. you saying about the, the Wildfire deck, that's interesting, I think. Or even say against like the big green mid range, like if your opponent has like titans or something, they want to attack through it. Like if they attack through it, they've got to be doing. Well, if they don't have, they're only doing two to it. Yeah, like okay, if they have prime titan or whatever. But like if they, well, I guess it's kind of bad against frost titan too. <laughs> but let let's say they don't have a way to get rid of it. Like it's definitely going to be a pretty big roadblock. Mm-hmm. And it seems like. It feels like I've kind of grown on the card, but at first I was like, "Yeah, this card sucks." Seems like uh, seems like 
bad. I think somebody compared it to like a, bat, a rook egg or something. I'm like, yeah, I guess so. I guess it'd be like that with some more vulnerabilities. But if they have to attack through it, and I'm not sure how often that's going to be. Like where they can't, you know, where like they don't have the removal spell and they have to just do it the old-fashioned way. It's like, well, I got to attack now. Got to got to break through this thing. Right. It's like, well, I got to attack with... Well, they can't attack with the 1-1s anymore. But again, that's more a deterrent than hoping your opponent plays badly kind of thing. Right. But I think it's... Like, I don't know. I think it's probably good. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, after but, talking about it, I kind of want to. I kind of want to check it out because I do think it's a really neat card. Yeah, I think we've been selling each other on cards. This, this has been interesting. Because <laughs> I just well, as soon as you said wildfire, I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, or uh, or uh, OG Chandra, like stuffy doll. Oh my god, like the stuffy doll tech. It's just like, all right, burn this thing Six, for survive or whatever. Right, keep your Chandra alive. Yeah, it's like, well, and... You want to uh, also do the whole, like, just, like, ping it once per turn, right? That's what ways yeah. to just make a steady supply of uh blockers, is you're just like, yeah. well, instead of pinging, if they have, you know, non-X1s, you can just ping your own hornet's nest to make a... Mm-hmm. to kill a, you know... to kill one. Yeah. Dude. I do wonder... One thing I, I do wonder is if, versus the kind of, like, Planeswalker heavy decks... Like where they use a bunch of rats and O rings and whatnot, how good that'll be. But I mean, I think that's something that may pan, you know, may, you know, we may find out how good or bad that scenario is. Mm. I feel like it's going to surprise a lot of people at the pre-release. Like people are just going to play against it at the pre-release and then just groan. It'll be a groan test. Right. It'll be like, wow, how much girl is Doomblade? Yeah. Yeah. To quote a Marshallism, you know, it's, it passes the groan test pretty well. But yeah, I think that card's sweet. Uh, speaking of uh, selling on cards, um, so Hornet Queen, uh, that card's sweet. Yes, if you're not playing Hornet Queen, you should be playing Hornet Queen. Hornet Queen's sweet. And that was one of the su- that was one of the surprising things is I um, I looked on the Cube Tutor. I know it's not played in the Moto Cube. I don't know. I know Ophiomancer is not played in the well, Moto. You know, or in we, the, uh, I, I think we've we've safely hit a point in our lives where we can not worry about the well. <laughs> it's not played in Moto Cube, and have that mean anything. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, actually, I meant to slip up with that. Is Ophiomancer is not played in the Cube Tutor 450. And I guess that's a PSA. Hey, play that card. I don't know if Hornet Queen is played in the, in the Cube Tutor 450. I'm actually going to check that out. But I think it might be. And if it isn't, uh, please do yeah. so. Cause that card's, that card's good. This card. it's, it, it's one of the better green big drops, um, that also has this side benefit of being very good with blinking effects and, you know, leaving play and re-entering play, uh, whether that be through reanimation uh, or or what have you. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. It doesn't look like it's played in the in the uh, cube tutor 450. And, huh. and like we right. said last episode, uh, plays uh, can play offense or defense. So yeah. And it's uh, all evasive. So and, and it, it's quite it's quite good against removal too. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna doom blade your oh. You're too, too. By the way, can I can I oh. just rant real quickly? Yeah. I, I'm kind of looking at this page here, and I just happened to come across Witches Familiar. Is that the frog? Yes. Oh, okay. So it's a two, three for three, and it's two and a black. Do, can, do we have? Don't we have enough of those in the format now? Having just that 1,600 Minotaurs, like that, are all two, three for three. Two, Maybe they two just like that. Maybe black. they just. 
I think maybe they just like found that tool for limited formats and they just really, really, really like it. And they're just like, well, we really like this tool. Let's, let's stick you know, with it. Like if they, really uh, need, uh I, it, it does, it is excessive for sure. Like it's definitely like what again? Right. I'm just, you know, I mean, we, and we even have just, you know, in, in standard, I guess, unless you're frog creature type matters. I mean, there's just a two, three just happens to have death touch and gives all your other minotaurs death touch. And it's the same exact mm-hmm. thing. It's two, three for two and a black. And then there's, you know, yep. Minotaur, it's two, three for two and a black. And now we have a yeah. frog that's two, three for two and a black. I am, I am almost a hundred percent sure that your, uh, your reasoning is correct. I just kind of got annoyed by that. So. It, I mean, it's just, it's just getting old. It's just like, oh, this, it's kind of like, well, in, once again, they, we just had this. We just had this. Yeah. We just had it. Yeah. I realize it does feel you like, but we just had it. It seems like it's something, I forget, it feels like it's kind of happened in some of the Masters Edition sets, like Vintage Masters or something, where they found something they really like, and they want to try to shoehorn it in, because they, at least, maybe they just found something they really liked, and were like, okay, this is a great tool, this is going to be great against the, uh, I don't know what, the, the, the format will play out as, you know, I'm not going to even pretend to, because I don't play much limit, I don't... Like, I don't play, I'm not gonna play in the pre-release, cause I don't have time for it. And I don't really, the times that there is FNM, I don't have time for those either. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, I don't know how the limited format's gonna play out. I'll just watch it on streams, you know, like, whenever it goes on Moto, but, eh. But yeah, it just feels like it's, you know, like I said, it's just getting old. It's like, oh yeah, here's this, a 2 3 for 3. Here's a, uh, here's this, uh, another one. Here's a, here's this giant idiot. Right. And, uh, one thing I do want to talk about, I guess, kind of off topic, and if it's if it ends up being non-useful, I'm just going to cut it and post the research assistant, the one in the blue for a one-three. It's kind of interesting that it it's taking the design space of a one-three for two, and I feel like people may be underrating it in limited because of the looting ability, so super overcosted hmm. that they forget that it's a one-three for two, which I guess does something in that format. You know what I mean? It's kind of like with, uh, you know, not really the best or most apt analogy, but what was that? The, uh, the Sphinx of Dwar Isle where you could just look at the top yes. card. People were just like evaluating it based on that. I was like, oh, top card. Oh, top card. Before realizing that it's, you know, a five, a six mana super morphling, you know, where it gets shroud plus, you know, it's a five, five or right whatever. Touchy. Yeah. And they didn't realize that because they were kind of distracted by the other mode. And I'm kind of wondering if that's what people are kind of, Focusing on the bad looting ability rather than it's a one three vanilla with some ability that's kind of over right that actually could do something at some point. Yeah, so I think that's my that's my non cube tangent. Is one. That's so you got one of those out of me too. I was actually going to talk about it and was like, eh, maybe not. I was like, all right, fine, I'll, I'll talk about that too. Yeah, it's just like uh, I mean, all all it is is it's like here's this guy that's decent to play on turn two. Because he actually gets to like block their two ones or whatever, like makes it hard to interact. Like if they have two ones or two twos, so, like you just get to interact with those favorably for a blue deck. And then later on, and so if you if you happen to draw it later, or if it's still hanging, if it's still hanging around on turn five or six or seven or whatever it is, you have no other use for your uh, mana. Well, there you go. I mean, mm-hmm. you have a you have a sink. You know, you have something to do with this. You know, one three idiot later on in the game. So I don't, I don't have a big problem with cards like that. Yeah, I didn't either. It just felt like, at least from social media and whatnot, like Reddit, you know, when I looked at them, like, they're probably not, it seems kind of like over... Well, people want it to be more folklore, right? Like, 
Yeah, and it's not a it's not Merfolk letter. Let's be let's be uh, no. It, let's be it's a, it's a one three with some additional text that makes it not dumb, not worthless later in the game. Yeah, I'm wondering if Scry two or you know whatever the the recent iterations of one threes for two have been. Yeah, yeah, where it's like that, where it's like and. Yeah, it's mainly just a vanilla. Look at the top three with and put a spell in your hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like open speaker, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Open uh, speaker or the other one. So. Pretty much, yeah. All right, so let's let's keep, let's go back to green cards and let's talk about a sweet one. Uh, do you want to talk what Colonian? Do you want to talk about that oh, thing? I want to talk like, about Nissa. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Nissa. That card's actually good. Right. Yeah. Let's so uh, talk about good cards. Let's talk about good cards. So that card seems sweet, especially since Nissa Ravine. Uh, not. I mean, it's all play. It wasn't just stone unplayable. It's fine. Yeah. Obviously not for cube, but, you know, whatever. So this card, uh, yeah, that card's sweet. So it is a five-minute Planeswalker. So it's three green-green. Uh, starting loyalty is three. Uh, it's plus one is uh, target land you control becomes a 4-4 four, four elemental creature with trample. Yeah, Super trample. Land. So kind of a little a little coffee it requires you to have six you know six mana in play or whatever, but it's a little coffee. Um, the other plus one is untap up to four target forests, and then the also uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to and it's also a plus, which oh, is back. not to be underestimated. Which is a plus. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Uh, the ultimate is a minus seven. So it's a little bit down the road, but it is search your library for any number of basic land cards, put them onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. Those lands become 4-4 elemental creatures with trample. They're still lands. So ultimate for infinite, you know, for a bunch of 4-4s in your deck. If you're Mm -hmm. now granted, just because now don't go thinking out there. Oh, my God, I get to ramp so much. No, they come in as creatures, so they're summoning sick. You can't tap them for mana. Yep. Unless you have haste. But. Yeah, I was about to say, unless that happens in that. No, the, the fact that both abilities are plus one, plus one, one of which is, you know, make a sizable guy out of one of your lands, and the other one is super ramp. Hello? Uh, yeah, Thran Dynamo. So, right. Well, also lets you defend yourself, too, by either, you know, once again, I, I like creating ones that kind of defend themselves, which is, well, here, make this extra land a 4-4, four, four, or, hey, I have four, you know, possibly four mana right now. Untap them and cast something else. I am looking forward and standard to, you know, in, in recent conversations with people, it's like, well, man, so here's this card, right? I wonder if there's a card that costs four mana that the next turn you could make a really good use of having nine mana available. Correct. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, so in standard, you get to play this guy, untap Polychronos. If you untap, you get to fight things for, get the monstrous for four. Yeah, that's a... Uh, Granted, sorcery yeah. speed, but... Well, whatever. That is, that is a He's... big game. That's uh, quite monstrous. And this, and you know, and I and I dig it for you know, I like it in I, I like it in cube. I like the applications of it in cube. The uh, the the ultimate is certainly a, a should be a game winning ultimate. 
It will be the, like the worst case scenario if they just go and ref. And like oh. right, then it's a certainly a frowns or whatever. But yeah, <laughs> frowns or I like. It. But you know, if I mean, them, if them's the breaks, right, you know, exactly. But you know, here's the thing: they're not saving their wrath for you getting the ultimate, right? Because either you're casting spells, either you're untapping a bunch of lands and casting other giant monsters, or you're making your lands four fours and attacking with them. If they have yeah. wraths, they're probably going to have to use it before you can get this puppy up to a place where you have seven loyalty. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't know if the loyalty, I don't know if the ultimate's going to fire that often, because it seems a little slow, but I mean, it's right. there. It's, 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 it certainly bad. can happen, but I feel like they'll probably, there's a good chance they'll be dead before then, because you'll be using whichever plus is going to, you know, serve your game plan the most, right? So you're either making mana to, to, to bash them, or you're making guys to bash them. So. Yeah, I just hit them with a 4-4. Like, is an elemental creature? Oh, yay, Master Waves. Makes them bigger. <laughs> nice. So, I don't know. This card's sweet. Uh, I, 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 I want to include it. Um, I, I'm not super thrilled. Like, you know, Green's got a couple of Planeswalkers that are decent, but, you know, the, none of them stick out to me as being... I feel like Green's Planeswalkers are yeah, a little on the lame. I, think, I don't know. I feel like they're they're a touch on the lame side compared to some of the other colors. I don't know. I, I really like uh, what's the fight one, Relentless. I'm a big fan of Relentless. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, mean cool. I he's you're right. He's probably my favorite. Yeah. Um, well, speaker like they're, they're all, all good. Like Planeswalker right? cards that are in the cube are all going to be good, right? They're they're not you're not going to play stinkers, but like if yeah. you put like the the three Garricks alongside like some of like Elspeth Elf- Elf- and Gideon. Yeah, like Elspeth and Gideon and like Johnny's. Oh. Or you put it alongside like the Jaces and Tamio for like what those uh typically do. Or compare it to Koth. Or compare it to, mm-hmm. you know. I feel like it's just they're more like these little value planeswalkers instead of being like really impactful. And I feel like yeah. this has a chance to be really impactful. Yeah, because it's it's a little unfortunate that you can't untap with it, so you can't just go five mana, make it into a four four and attack. But I mean, you keep it. Like you, it doesn't go away end of turn like cough. It's it's there forever. And you know, I wonder if there's a color where you could somehow generate mana not using your lands. Yeah. How? What? What color? Let's be able to. Well, all the colors, dude. You have signets. Yeah, just play them in your green deck. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like that's that's something too, where I think you can still there are still plenty of scenarios where you get to play him and make a four four and still attack with it. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely sweet. So yeah, yeah, I'm definitely a fan of Nissa. Um, gen- like yeah, I think it's again, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of just like replacing big Garrick with it, because I think they're both solid. Right, like, and Garrick's both... slightly different, you know, five-drop Garrick's, you know, slightly different modes or whatever, like, being able to just draw, like, a bunch of cards is really good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so I think they're both they're both sweet in their own regards. Definitely a lot better than the, uh, whatever one, than the the OG Nissa. Correct. Which was kind of... Kind of hard to make work in uh, Yeah, that wasn't happening, no. So... Uh, Colonian Twin Grove, aka um, Bad Green Broodmate Dragon. No, eh, I don't think we're going to talk about that. What about Reclamation Sage? 
that one. Oh, that card's uh, gross. That card is. Uh, I'm a big fan of that one. And the game day art is, wow, art is really good. So reclamation sage. So people, oh, yeah, it's probably see what the card people, does. People who <laughs> who don't necessarily know uh, what it is yet. Um, it is two and a green. So three mana total. Um, sorry, I'm trying to look it up to make sure I don't. I keep scrolling down here to find it. Uh, oh, I, I can read it. it. I, mean, I, 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 I feel like I know what it does. I don't screw it up. So two and a green. It's a two one. When it enters the battlefield, you may destroy target artifact or enchantment. Yeah, nice little up, upgrade. I, mean, I feel like if you want to, <laughs> once again, I feel like if you want to limit the number of effects of these have, this is a natural upgrade to uh, Orangutan or uh, the Viridian, Viridian Shaman. Shaman. Um, tribal, historical, one point of toughness aside, you get both types. And, you know, the thing is, is in cube, at least for, for those of us who don't run a bunch of cyborg cards, like a bunch of naturalizes and stuff like that, being able to hit both types is huge. Yeah, like some, you never a, know. There's not like, a ton of ways to remove enchantments. Yeah, and most of them are kind of on the weak side. Like, it's nice having a nice, ability like that on a very main deckable card. And I've found since trying it out that the enchantment mode is actually quite yeah. relevant. Especially with like enchantment creatures like, you know, Master of the Feast and Courser and whatnot. Absolutely. Like we get we get those and it's like, oh okay, get those uh get those too. Right. Just some like extra value there to to get rid of the fact that it becomes, you know, like a you know, a, a necrotol of sorts in green. For certain creatures yeah. is is pretty powerful, I think. Yeah, and I think it was initially spoiled as a two three, which was ridiculous. Yeah, obviously, it's not a minotaur that does nothing. Can't be a two three for three. Yeah. So. <laughs> and then it was like a two, and I'm like, this card's still really good. Like, yeah, once again, yeah, I mean, run this card. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah and the game day art, like I said, is, is re- wow, that's really good. I'll have to take a look at that. I don't know that one. I bet you this. I bet uh, you this one will look neat in foil. The original oh, is yeah. all the green on it. Yeah, like the hook. I would imagine the hook, the hook and, and like, like the, the sweeping ball or whatever on the one side will look kind of neat. Yeah. So yeah, I, I feel like this one's one. kind of a no-brainer. Find a way to yeah. include this card. This is this card sweet. Uh, next one, I guess we back we bagged on it. The solo Zendikar. Yeah. The kind of, yeah, like it's a it reach is kind of. Why didn't it have trample? Yeah, that seems. Uh, no, I guess they really wanted soul of. Man, make soul of New Phyrexia a spider. Or make it a spider avatar. I don't, I don't know. It's, uh, this one sucks, Not yeah. Fun. Like, its ability just is a little too overcosted for what right. it does. Uh, I guess we forgot, I forgot to put Sunblade Elf on there. We probably should talk okay, about so that. Okay, so why don't we just talk, that's the whole cycle. Is that the Curd Ape cycle? Yeah, okay. the Curd Ape let's, cycle. Let's kind of talk about those because I gotta tell you, I've been, uh, I've backtracked on the last cycle of them. I don't know if I have Many of the last cycle of them in my cube anymore. Uh, yeah, you know there was the the three two in red black for two, um, and or, or boar. Like I think I still run boar because yeah. of the to be able to give it haste. But I've kind of come yeah, off haste. all of those. But sunblade elf is it definitely seems interesting. Is a uh, it's a one one for one. 
but it gets plus one plus one as long as you control planes. So technically, you know, it gets a you know two power for one in the in the green blue in the green white deck. Um, but then it also just randomly has this other ability, which is you know four and a white creatures you control get plus one plus one till end of turn. Yeah, and I feel like that be- ability is probably better than it looks, mm-hmm. especially if you're in a token kind of deck or make the ability to turn your elves into right. things. I don't know. Seems all right. It's just, gr- again, if you're playing it in green-white, you have a lot of competition. And if you're not, then, like, uh, maybe? But I, I feel like I want to try this out. Sure, and I, I mean, and all the other ones, too. Like, I like the, the more aggressively costed ones more than I like, you know, for example, the, the red one is Curd Chieftain. Which is a four oh, mana yeah, just... four four if you have a forest. Uh, yeah. The the black no. one is a five four for five if you have a mountain, which is once again like these are all power toughness equal instead of ahead of the curve where Sunblade Elf is. Um, the black yeah. one is uh, a three mana two two. Um, the only other one that I that is remotely interesting is the River Marshal. Which is the white yeah. version, which is a 2-1 for 2, gets plus 1, plus 1 if you have an island, but has a unlike, has a 4-mana ability of 3 and a blue of tap target creature, which I think is, you know, at least that a seems somewhat pretty relative, re, like, uh, relevant, I should say, ability later in the game. Yeah, and it attacks for 3, which is pretty sweet, too. Right. It's just that, you know, white-blue, unless you're a big supporter of that as an archetype, uh as an attacking archetype is uh not not the greatest combination of colors for something like that um but yeah. you know i i could see it being very good in like the the bant tempo archetype that you know decks for example that like uh you know, the the aggressive decks that like things like uh geist of saint traft and and stuff like that so i think would really like this card yeah, I think it's yeah, it's got potential. But yeah, I think I like Sunblade Elf. I think that card's pretty pretty interesting. Like the ability to again go kind of go wide, and it's a not it's got not embarrassing stats too, um, and can has lightning potential, which I think is pretty good. But it's yeah. a matter of if you're you know if you're organizing this card as if you're classifying this as a green white card, uh, you know you're gonna pretty stiff competition in the green white guild. Yeah, and that's uh, green white is quite quite com- competitive. I mean, even, you know, on the on the flip side of that, you have Lone Lion, which is a 2-3 for the same cost. Yeah. By same cost. And honestly, and I don't know which of those I like better, to be completely honest. Like, that at least scrabs, you know, at least, uh, you know, scrapples with the 2-2s mm-hmm. of the format and then lives, whereas this doesn't. But at least has more late game potential. I think it's one of those where you could probably try it out if they are in green white, and if not, you could probably just either play both of them or sure. not, you know, kind of thing. But yeah, interesting for sure. Like it's again another sign of the times. Like it's a, essentially a Isamaru or whatever, mm-hmm. which is sweet. That's and that's good. Uh, any other cards like Isan, the the awkward. Oh, I think the Bard is cool. Once again, cool card, but not yeah. uh, not something I'll be including. But it's a neat card. No. Same here, just kind of a little too overcosted. Mm-hmm. Just takes a little too much but, time. Yeah, yeah. I think that's like if you have the time to ramp it up, go one, two, three. If you end, I if you have the chain too, I think that's pretty sweet. But again, it's just a little. I thought it put plus one, plus one counters, and I was a lot more happy with it. And I was like, oh, it's just 
verse counters. Mm. Oh, and then I was then I was disappointed. But yeah, it's all right. Uh, next card, which uh, is you know the big marketing hype of the set, Garrick Apex Predator. Yeah, buddy, Garrick is five. Sweet. I think that's a really good card. Um, five, a black and a green for a five-five. Planeswalker Garrick plus five one. Loyalty, not a five-five. Oh, yeah, five. I guess maybe it could be. Um, plus one, destroy a target. Another target planeswalker. Plus one, put a three-three black beast creature token with death touch onto the battlefield. Minus three, destroy a target creature. You gain life equal to its toughness. Minus eight, target opponent gains an emblem or gets an emblem. Sorry, with whenever a creature attacks you. It gets plus five, plus five, plus five, and trample till end of turn. So, I think I think it might be a little nod to Curse of Predation because you enchant your opponent with it and has Garrick in the right. in the flavor and this text. This is also a, a a nod to the fact that this is going to be a very big casual card, and casual means multiplayer. And this also oh, applies, yeah. you know, that's a very big thing for multiplayer, right? Because it's like, well, here you get this thing. And it's like, well, whenever I, whenever someone attacks you, now you're you know get effed basically. I wonder if there's a term for those kinds of cards. Like, rattlesnakes are like, leave me alone, you know, kind of card. It's like, oh no, don't attack me, I have an Ophiomancer. But what are the, is there a name for cards that like, incentivize somebody else? Is it like a honeypot or something? I have no idea. Or just like, I'm, I'm gonna call it now, we're gonna call it honeypot or something, or, you know, whatever. Like, I don't know. Well, like, it's like blood in the water, basically. Blood in the water, I like that one. It's a blood in the water. Like a blood in the water card, right. like, get him, you know. Yeah, get him. Yeah, get get that guy. He's he's got an right, emblem. Exactly. You can get him. Like it's the it's the uh, it's the antelope with a limp. Yeah. Hey, if you attack this guy, you get a two-two zombie. Get him. Right. Get that guy. So, but I like attack, like dethrone, right? Hey, get a get yeah. the guy. You know, get the guy with the biggest life total. You get a bonus. This yeah. this card's ridiculous, right? <laughs> like the only thing yeah. that should give anybody any hesitation at all is the seven mana cost. But you get a ton for seven mana. I mean, this also, is the ultimate also, defend itself card. Good lord. Also, you're in green. Correct. You have acceleration. I a color that could accelerate its mana most efficiently. All of them, because you have signets, duh. Um, oh, yeah, duh. Oh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I have, I've, this card's awesome. Yeah, I, I tried this card in cube and somebody in the draft, like, was blue, black control splashing green for this guy. And I played against it, and I was just like, well, I can't... Okay. I uh, He cast it, and it was just like... Most of the time, it seemed like it was either just like, kill a dude, spam three threes, or spam three threes, you can't do anything. Well, right, because the three threes also kill your guys in combat. Yeah, they have death touch. Right. Which is... It's, they're sizable threats on their own, too. They're not one-one. Right. One. Like, one-one death touch wolves aren't bad, but, I mean, three threes, like, come on. What are you supposed to do about this thing? Like, you... That was one of the interesting things about Thrill Kill Assassin, which I've been kind of wanting to try out, is that because it has a three toughness, all the small creatures can't kill it because, you know, they're two twos. And all the big creatures trade with it, like Titans right. and whatever. So it's just like, well, it kills everything. Alright. And it's the same thing with this this thing. It's like, okay, so um it beats up on everything else. And if your opponent has planeswalkers, it's like that's that's one of the nicest feelings in the world. The fact that it's a plus like, one to kill their planeswalker. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think I think Tom Lapilli talked about how 
he made it a plus so that it would appear on the first line right, of the card. So it would be the top uh, ability on the card. Yeah, so it's like you know the hunt bigger game or whatever. And I think I don't know. I think this card is very good. I feel like people are underestimating it because seven mana, and they're kind of comparing it to Karn. But it's seven mana. Look what you're getting. Right. Not all planeswalkers are Karn. Sorry. Yeah. Just like yeah, it's it feels like where we have planeswalkers with not much ground, people tend to evaluate it on that ground. Like they evaluated. It felt like there was people comparing. Six mana Elspeth to Garrick, the six mana Garrick, because that was the only six mana Planeswalker we had was Garrick, and they were like, well, six mana Garrick sucks, so Elspeth has to suck because the six mana Planeswalker, and we, you know, now we know that that's not really, that doesn't really make much sense. Like, that's just not really much of a comparison aside from their casting. Right, well, and the the fact is that this is seven mana, and I think it's a seven mana well spent because this card does a lot. Yeah. I think it did, it was quite solid in those games. And I asked the person who drafted, he's like, it was really, really yeah, good. Yeah, and you're like, fine it, casting it, like, and that's the thing too, is like, you're fine splashing for it if you're in either of the colors, you're fine splashing for it because it's, because it costs seven mana, right? We, we, when we talked about splashability, you know, the episodes ago, it's, you know, card is much more splashable if, one, it has only, you know, single colors instead of multiples of the same colors, and it gets more splashable the higher the casting cost is, because you have more time to find the color. Yeah. Right? So I'm not, you know, I'm not splashing a white white card in my red black deck. Yeah. However, I can splash a three red white card, you know, in that same red black deck much easier. And it's because yeah. it's and you know, the- less less colored mana symbols. More mana total means more time to find it and cast it when it's relevant. And to be and to be fair, like when you cast this thing on turn seven, it's not going to be very different if you cast it on turn nine. No, like it's still going to cast it on turn like five. Oh yeah, good lord, good lord, you you got this game. Good luck. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought you were saying good game, and I'm like, yep, that's that's good game. <laughs> yeah. So so and as far as replacing it goes, man, you can take out any of that. Any almost any of the slower black green cards and be fine with it. Yeah, I I mean I think there's like pulse. I think the only real staples I think in black green are just like deed and pulse. And I think this I don't know if this quite reaches those, but it's very well, no, good. I mean like, I, I think I'm, it's certainly as powerful as some of those. The thing is that they serve different roles, right? So like those cards are kind of yeah. like the. You know, they, they serve a very specific purpose for the, the mana invested in them. Uh, where this like, can, uh, you know, replace any number of Vraska's, Spirit Mongers, uh, Nath of the Guilt Leaf, um, I'm trying to think of some I of the other five and, you know, like some of the bigger black green things that you see play. I think this can safely replace any and all of those. I think it's definitely much better than Vraska. If if people are still running that and they just want to run, do like yeah, a, they just want like more know, pulses or whatever. Yeah, because it's just yeah yeah just this is definitely a lot less slow. Even though you pay more mana up front, and it's just like all right, kill that. Well, God forbid you get to the emblem too. Yeah, if you get to the emblem, especially with death touch and trample, you know, cook a combo or whatever. Right. I mean, it's it becomes really hard to win. We're just like. Three, three, you're just like, dude, 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 emblem attack you, like, with whatever I yeah. have left. And, like, plus five, plus five, and trample is no joke. 
Yeah, like turns your one one idiot else into six 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 into primeval titans. I mean, come on, that's so, that's certainly something. And it turns your primeval titan into oh my god. Yeah, it turns him into oh my goodness, double yo dog. I heard you like trample, so here's a uh, trample again. So trample. Yeah, I think this guy is very good. I think also looking at the art, I think this is the first art where the axe breaks through into the border. Like, a lot of them yeah, have the bleed-through Well, through yeah, well, they, they bleed-through, but they're behind. Yeah, well, Johnny I think Stead, this is the first... I mean, Johnny Steadfast goes... His axe also goes over the uh, border. Yeah, oh, it does? Jace's, Maybe that's a new Jace's hair, Lily's head, um, looks like Chandra's fire, and Nissa's head. They all they all extend above the border. I mean, it blo- it goes into the black border. You know, it has, like, the black border around the, the card frame. Oh, like, all the way that far, you mean? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, Garrick's axe yeah, goes it's, that. It's hard to tell. Let me let me get a bigger picture of it here. Yeah, that's what that's something that like a lot of planeswalkers have that kind of mostly. They've all had bleed through. Like they go past the the art frame, but this goes past the border and into the black part. At least that's what it looks like on the card image gallery. Like it looks like it goes into that part. I'm like, huh, that's cool. Oh. On this awesome. picture, it doesn't look like it does, but I guess we'll have to see what it... I wonder what it looks like on Gatherer. I was about to say, does Gatherer have it? Like, I'm just using the card image Yeah, gallery. I mean, that's what I'm looking... I'm looking at the one on, like, Mythic Spoiler or whatever, but my computer keeps complaining to me about Shockwave Flash. Oh, yeah. I can copy the picture, too. Let's see. Image in a new tab. I'll post it in the... Are you still in the... Yeah. In the in the Google yeah. chat? Why does it say you left it? Come on. Uh, Come on, Google. Know. That's a good question I don't know, because mate. I can't click on it. it. Says it's unavailable. Oh, I'll post it in the well, uh, in part the, of in, the. Uh... I'll post it in the crack in the uh, in the group in the uh, cell. Okay. Let's see. There we go. So it's right under the crack pack. Oh, let me scroll up here. There we go. Yeah. So it should be right there. And I'll cut this part out because it's not you know it's not great pod. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that one looks much different than the other one. Yeah, like that's where its axe is actually bleeding yeah, through the uh, the gold. Yeah, so I was like, that's that's pretty cool. So that's, but yeah, I think this guy is very sweet. Like, yeah, I think it's a little bit of a hurdle for the casting cost, but once you get there, well, you're probably going to do well. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's much else. Uh, yes, we need to talk about uh, Soul of New Phyrexia. Oh right, right, Soul of New Phyrexia. So that card's, that was I think that that was kind of interesting. Like. We kind of assumed that the soul cycle is just going to be five colors, and then this gets well. It's like, oh, okay, so this is a six. Right, we just randomly get a sixth one. And as it turns out, yeah. I feel like this one is the best of them by a by I agree. I think this margin. Is, I don't know if, well, yeah, yeah, I'd say this is probably the best. Um, best soul. Yeah. I think best yeah, cycle. Like, so it's a six mana, six, six, artifact creature, avatar, trample. So this is where it should have been for the soul of Zenikar. Mm. Per, spend five mana, permanence you control, gain indestructible till end of turn, and then five, exile it from your graveyard, permanence you control, gain indestructible till end of turn. And I think this is a prime example of the thing I was talking about earlier, where let's say they have the Doom Blade and they kill it. It's like, oh, okay, they just kill it. But if they don't have the Doom Blade for it right then, then what are they supposed to do? Right. Or e- even if the game lasts longer, that like say they don't just Doom Blade it and kill you, Let's say it, they Doomblade it, and it's in their graveyard. Like, it changes so much of the combat. 
and everything like that. So much of the tenure of the, uh, the tenure of the form of like combat and removal spells and everything. Cause now you have to deal with it. The stupid ability. And granted, it's not the most efficient ability, but they had to waste a doom blade on it or whatever. Like, I think this ability is, and if it's in play and you have a six, six with a trample, it's like, okay, now, <laughs> okay. How are you blocking? Right. How are you blocking this six, six with trample? And it's a six, six with trample, which is nice. Right. And it's an artifact creature. So it plays towards, you know, it's, it's tinkerable, it interacts with Metal Worker, it interacts with other artifact things. Like, you have all those interactions. It's got a sweet artwork with a big Alesh Norn headpiece on. Yeah, and I do wonder if they kind of put it on there because the rest of it was kind of just kind of bled together. Like, if you take off the head, it just looks kind of all in one piece, you know? Like, I think it's supposed to be an homage to Worm Coil Engine. Mm-hmm. And it, if it wasn't for that helmet, I think it would have just been, like, it has the tendrils or whatever from, like, Blightsteel, like those little rings. Mm-hmm. But if it wasn't for that, I think it would all just kind of bleed together. But that, that said, I think this, it's sweet. I think it's definitely the best soul. And also another thing, it's, like, yet another good thing for wildfire decks, which is, you know, a certainly nice for people who, who run that thing. Right. I mean, like I think that's like okay. Now you have a six-six with um, survived wildfire, and makes everything you control indestructible, which doesn't work with wildfire, but it works with burning of Shinye. Right, because one is destroyed and the other one sacrifice. Yeah, so that's certainly a, a combo. Like you could do it. You could have done it back in the day with a OG Elspeth with her emblem. Correct. But I mean, come on, you're relying on an emblem. That's not going to work. This you just un- you just spend five mana, <laughs> and it's. Probably going to happen a lot easier. Well, the fact yeah, remains is that I mean it has a very large impact after it dies too. Like indestructible is no joke. Yeah, it's not. You're not getting a three three. You're getting this and get a whopping three three. Oh yay! Yeah, woo! This is just like Except seven okay. mana and draw two cards. Oh yay! Or it, it probably it seems like it puts the opponent in awkward situations, and I don't haven't gotten a lot of testing with this one yet. Um, I've been out for, you know, a few cube drafts, um, because I was like out of town. And the spoil actually, the set actually spoiled while I was out of town. I'm like, oh, huh, that's weird. Alright, what's going on with this set? Alright, this seems interesting. But yeah, this, yeah, sold for New Phyrexia Suite. So yeah, I, uh, I dig it for sure, so. Yeah. Chain Veil, we talked about, I was, I was very under, I was expecting that card to be sweet, and we spoiled, you know, it was spoiled live, and I was like, oh, Oh, yeah, hey, hey, hey. That's, that's a little too, like, reliable. What do you think of Scuttling Doom Engine? Okay, which one is that? Because my uh, image gallery closed. Is that the new Nevenerals disc? No, that's the, uh, it's six mana for a 6-6. Six, six. Scuttling Doom Engine can't be blocked by creatures with power two or less. And when it dies, it deals six damage to target opponents. So, like, you know, screw you, six mana Elspeth, essentially. All right, so, hold on, let me pull it up here again. Well, no, I'm sorry, say it. <sighs> I'll say it's slow. I can say it's slow. Yeah, because so. I'm, I'm, I'm half trying to find it again and, and half listening, and oh, I okay. missed both opportunities. Oh. oh, no worries. It's okay. So it's a six mana for a six, okay. six. So, you know, warm coil stats. Okay. Scuttling Doom Engine can't be blocked by creatures with power two or less. So, you know, small Elspeth creatures. Okay. When Scuttling Doom Engine dies, it deals six damage to target opponent, a.k.a. Oh. Screw Elspeth. So I don't know, what do you think of that guy? Like, it was kind of spoiled, and I don't know if it's gotten much attention. And it's yet another creature. It's interesting, we've gotten a few, 
like this and that give, you know, decks, you know, artifact.deck mm-hmm. and, you know, like tinker decks a few more tools. But what do you think of this guy? So, like, he's got some neat interactions in the fact that, like, you could sacrifice him to for effect. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine this guy with, like, let's say, recurring nightmare. <laughs> wow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Get my, get, uh, my, get my guy back, 6U. Yeah. Get back some, some random thing, 6U. Six. And it definitely seems, I, I, and I just said it, yeah, but it seems like very much a anti-Elspeth card. Like, it seems like it's kind of tailor-made for that. Just, I guess, as a safety valve, just in case that card was too good or something. Yeah, except for, you know, I'm not sure how many how many decks are necessarily, like, in standard or whatever are going to play this card. I think they'll, you know, they'll probably lean towards, maybe lean towards oh, ring, Soul right. or whatever. Right. Or you just have, right, you have, like, uh, the, the O-Ring in the format now. Yeah, I'm wondering if it might be, like, a silver bullet or something, like, people will side in. I don't know. I don't, again, I mean, once again, it seems, it, really, it seems interesting for sure. I'm just, once, I definitely like Soul of New, New Soul of New Phyrexia definitely correct. seems the better of the and, two. And, and we, and we know that, uh, Worm Coil Engine is, is better as well. Well, that's like the, the king, I think. So how many, so how much minutes. room do you have for six mana artifact guys? Or let's, let's say six plus mana artifact guys. It's not better than, uh, uh, Battle Ball. No, that thing's, whew. Oh boy. Um, it's, if you're one of the, if you're running the Colossuses, Colossi, if you're running one of those guys, you're running them for a specific purpose, which this yeah. guy's not going to win over one of those. Um, he's not, I, I, he's not as good as, uh, 7-Eleven. Which is 7-Eleven? Uh, with Sundering Titan. Oh, uh, Sundering Titan. Oh, right, right. I thought it was a seven. I don't know. I always wind up saying Seven Eleven because it helps me remember. Hey. Technically, he's a split, it's not a convenience store, but it's not. It's not convenience. <laughs> <laughs> there you thank go. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. But I think this guy. I don't know. I mean, I think he's certainly it's... neat. I think he's certainly cool. And like I said, there's there there's you know, uh, you know, like I said, things like Tinker, things like uh, recurring nightmare. Uh, you know, ways to, you know, sacrifice him slash bring him back are pretty crazy. Like sneak attack or whatever. Right. I mean, sneak, you know, sneak attack, fine as well, right? You yeah. Know, six and does he die or does, sneak attack says they die, right? I believe sneak attack is sacrifice. Attacks sacrifice. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's, I I actually, you know, attack for six, take six more. Yeah. Sacrifice the creature at the beginning of the next yeah. step. Okay. I mean, that's a fine use for that guy as well. It's not like he's not castable. Yeah, he actually, and he's, and he does have know, a form of evasion. Yeah, I mean, I think he's kind of cool. I do. I mean, it's at least it, at worst, I think it's a tool for people to use. You know, if they want to like give a bone to like the artifact slash wildfire slash metal worker or whatever decks. Like it's it's certainly there. I, just think it's I don't unfortunate know that it's in the same set as new sold new Phyrexia. Yeah, it, that's kind of it, awkward. It, unfortunately, it kind of I think. Gives it, in, at least in my mind, kind of gives it less of a chance because it's like, well, man, how many giant artifact guys am I going to add at the same time? Yeah, it's like, and oh, if I'm going uh, to just add one of them, which one am I going to just add? Well, it's probably yeah, it's probably it's soul, probably soul. But, even though you know yeah. the Doom Engine does work better with sneak attack, you know. Yeah, I think it's again. I think it's one of those things where I don't know. Maybe maybe Ooh, what, it what, might be surprising. What if, you, what if you have a like a sack outlet, just like random sacrifice outlet? 
and you have like a shallow grave Ooh. or a corpse dance rather. Oh, there you go. It's like oh, kill you or mimic that. Does mimic that work with dies creatures? Um, I don't think it does because well, I think they're removed. Or do they hit the? Are they? Are the tokens? I guess it's the wording, right? Are they removed instead of? Uh, are they removed instead of dying, or does the token die, but when it hits the graveyard, it gets removed? Let's find out. Because uh, I kind of remember it being that way at some point in time. Um, but this one specifically it, it, says exile it at the beginning of the next end step, Mimic Vat. Yeah, so it exiles. So this one okay. specifically so says exile, not. where I think other tokens do die, but they are... I, I think they technically die... But then they're exiled instead of going, you know, when they go to hitting the graveyard. But it doesn't matter because Mimic yeah. that specifically says exile. So, yeah, unless it dies in combat or something. Like you send the six six and they're like, okay, I guess I have to doomblade it. But that seems bad. <laughs> I'm gonna doomblade it so I don't take six from this attacking creature. Well, it's better creature. than oh, taking six twice, mind. right? That's true. Yeah. Because otherwise, you take that's, six that's once true. when it hits you, and then you take six once again when you have to kill it. Down the line, unless you have like a face fighter or something like that. Yeah, six. Which damage. you know, I've seen some people talk about crap about face fighters recently. That card is awesome. Yeah, that card's sweet. It's like, like perfect think for about, what like white control decks want to do, and it's another way to answer planeswalkers. I mean, the only thing I can really see about it is that it's quote boring. But come on, you know it's boring. When I mean. A lot of no. people talk about, you know, tutus for one mana being boring also. Yeah. Like, compare face letters to, like, Bramble Crush. You know, I think we all tried to convince ourselves that it wasn't, that it was just, that it was okay. Yeah. And it really Speak wasn't. Speak for yourself. Hey. hey. I never thought that card, I don't, I don't remember ever thinking that card was, was good. Yeah. Poor, poor Bramble Crush. No good. Something with, like, creeping mold. No thanks. Yeah, I I never really use a. I think I tried it for a little bit. As it turns out, the ability to put on a two two makes it sweet. So two two death touch. Uh, Perilous vaults. The, I don't know. The new O stones just come on. That's just so much mana. Give me O stone. Yeah, like Oblivion Stone just like comes online possibly a turn earlier. Yeah. Uh, I I mainly put Obelisk of Earth on there because um. So here's your random trivia fact for the cool. day. Did you know um, the ra- the language of um, actually I'm gonna Google it just to be sure so I don't know if it's actually let's see let's see if I can do that blah 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 I'm not sure if it's all right come on all right there we go anyway right that's where it was okay so um Ord makes me giggle because the one of the languages of Pakistan is Urdu, Correct. U-R-D-U. Right. And we think it makes me giggle. It's just like, oh, they just, uh, I was like, sweet, let's make a name. All right, Urd, Urdu. Uh-huh. Like, there was this game for, uh, like, uh, PlayStation 1 called Vandal Hearts that I played as a kid. Oh, I kind of remember that. It was, it was kind of like a Final Fantasy t- mm-hmm. Tactics kind of ripoff, but it was made a lot more simplistic. And, like, there was a city in there called Karachi, as a K-E-R-A-C. Oh, of a... <laughs> I, I was like, come on, are you even trying? And I think in there, too, it was like, 
I think they had something called Urdu or something. It was like a city on a train. I'm just like, come on, are you even trying? <laughs> are you gonna name the next city like New Belly or something? Like, <laughs> like this is ridiculous. I, I really want Obelisk to be good in Cube, but come on, six mana. Six is and, a lot. And I don't know if like I'm trying to think if I've ever gotten a deck with really a tribal theme on purpose. Most of the time it's been on accident. Right. Like, And that's the thing is, you know, the tribal things definitely do exist. You know, there's there's a, a human tribal that mostly exists. There's a zombie tribal that certainly has some interactions. Beyond that, there's not a ton of other ones. And here's the thing. We just, even though, the, yeah, I know this is colorless, we just got an instant speed version of this in white. Yeah, and by the yeah. way, it doesn't care what creatures you have. Yeah, it just it just buffs everything. Like there you go. So now it's everything. I I, I kind of wish this thing had flash. That would make it fun. I I almost expected it to when I first saw it. I'm like, hey, this. Wait, what? No. Nope. Oh, nope. Well, this card like, So I actually have to open, you know, put the shields down and tap all my guys to get this to come into play, and then yeah, be like, able nope. to untap next turn. Since while well, I'm looking at this, by the way, the new Juggernaut art is awesome. Uh, yeah, I was a big fan of that ooh, art. I was also, like, Whoa. Meteorite is a hysterical card. Yeah, it's like oof. I thought it t- uh, for a while it said they take the three, but it just does two. Granted, I'm not playing it in cube either way, but yeah, this is like oof. Hysterical. It's like ah. Did you see the flavor text? The flavor text is quote. And if I'm lying, he began. Oh. May I get struck down by this meteor, by meteorite. Nice. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, like, not, not, a, fan one of, not a fan of, like, hot soup is cute and all, but not interested. Yeah. Just a little too much mana to activate. Chain Veil. Yeah. Yeah, Interesting, no, but no. Although there's, you know, three-card infinite combo. What like there's a there's a there's a couple with it, but the 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 first one I thought of was Niv Mizzet, Nissa Nissa and Chainville. As long as you have four forests. Oh okay, that's so cool. You're, you're like right, you're like four mana, untap four mana twice. Use use uh Rawls Eric, untap the thing, and then do it again, and basically you can take infinite yeah. turns. Yeah, that's uh, that can be done. <laughs> or I suppose you can, you know, just do like infinite lightning bolts as well. Yeah, you just kill them. Just just way, bolt them to the way, face. Way more fun to to take infinite turns. Yeah, uh, I guess some other cards. I, I since we've mostly gone through the set, um, spirit bonds. I want to like that card, but it just seems like mentor of the meek syndrome, where it's solid when you're ahead, but awful. When you're behind. That's one of the things that kind of like makes me not happy about Mentor the Meek is when you, when you, when you've got it and creatures to go with it and you're riding the wave, you're like, oh boy, here's some, playing a dude, getting a card, you know, you're, you're like all high, but if you have just nothing and your top of your deck is just like equipment and nothing else, it's like, ah, a gray ogre. Yeah. Right. It's like, this is like, I, it's like, I hate myself. I think those spirit bonds, it just seems like if you're ahead, you're like, man, look at this. Making dudes, making tokens. Look at that. It's like, man, look at this. I can sacrifice, make indestructible. It's like, 
uh, sort of fire and ice and, and things and nothing. It's like, ah, <laughs> it gets, it's like, this is awful. It's like, I hate this. Uh, Soul of Theros, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, it just seems like it's crowded out, honestly. Yeah, I mean, once again, fine with tokens, though. Like, the ability is pretty relevant. Yeah. It just seems like it's just crowded out. Like, like I don't know. Like, Angel of Serenity and Elish Norn and Sun Titan and Big Elspeth and... I don't know. I don't know if many cubes need more of those kinds of big things. No, probably not. Not in white, I don't think. No. Uh, Was there else? Uh, You also have, you know, to a lesser extent, things like Baneslayer Angel. Yeah. Yeah. Where there's, like, big giant things. It is one of those things where if you do untap with it, it can be awful for the opponent. It's like, well, well, I think that's most of the souls, right? Is that if you get to untap with them, like, like, even though I'm I'm still not impressed with the blue one, but at least the blue one has flying, right? Yeah, at least that that seems like the, at least the best body out of them, like the best ability, which is kind of weird. For, like Frost Titan had, it seemed like one of the I don't know that's, that ability wasn't bad, the the protection yeah, ability. Yeah. Uh, Master Predicament's cute, but you know, it's a lot worse than it looks. Mm-hmm. The ability because like you get to play a spell, you get to save some mana. That's cool, I guess. Yay. Like, okay. Quickling just seems like bad, uh, what is that? What's that card? Stone Cloaker? Yes. Yeah, it seems like stone, bad Stone Cloaker and you get blown out by instant speed removal. Like, that's, no. Right, it's like, hmm. Well, no. I just wish, it, I just wish that it didn't say sacrifice. It was just like, return another creature you control. I mean, I don't think I would still play it anyway, but just being blown out by instant speed removal is kinda, Kind of well, bad. and, uh, you know, there's a lot of that in cubes, so. Yeah. Act in an impulse. Do you remember that card, Three Wishes from Visions? Yes. So this is kind of like that, but in red. Wait, so it's a, what, it's a three mana, triple, zero, Pyromaster ability, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like Ancestral? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's like slightly cheaper Concentrate. Right, and you need to be able to, like, use all the cards that turn. Yeah. I mean, I feel like like that, I feel like this card, while not a cube card, is begging to be used in combo decks. Yeah. I I feel like maybe there's a place for this card in, like, Modern Storm or something. I'm wondering if that would be too slow, though, for those decks. I mean, well, often, though, you can make a bunch of mana, but, like, you just don't have enough gas. Yeah. So, like, the thing is, so, like, let's say you make a bunch of mana, you get to look at three more cards. Um, sometimes that, that would be enough to get there. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, and I, you know, not having played with the deck very much in modern, I, I'm not sure how often that's relevant. But I could certainly see a turn, you know, you could set up a turn where uh, if you just need more mana... You know, by seeing more cards, that might be something you could do. Because, I mean, three cards is a lot. If you just see, like, an, one more ramp spell, you're right back to, you know, you're at an additional two on your storm count and your mana is the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you could you could wind up ahead that way. Um, you know, it. I, I feel like there's possi- 
possibilities there for it to be used. I don't know if it would be a four of, but I feel like it's, if it's going to see play, I feel like it's going to be in some sort of combo deck where the spells that you're seeing off of it are either free or virtually free or generate, you know, you know, or, you know, generate storm count, you know, things like that. Therefore, you're getting like, you're actually getting as many cards as you can out of it. And, you know, granted, the, you know, the, the possibility exists that you could just hit lands and be boned or whatever, but. Yeah, oh boy, look at this. But yeah. I feel like, you know, when, drawing three cards is seldom, quote unquote, drawing three yeah. cards is, is seldom bad, bad enough to not be used. Yeah. It'll pro- I don't know if it re- would be played in cube, but it probably has a home somewhere. Yeah, like I, you know, I don't think cube is the place for it. But like I said, I feel like it's, I feel like abilities like that are are too far, too far in between, especially in red. Mm-hmm. You know, we're starting to see more of red. This red identity of, hey, here's extra cards. Even though you don't get to draw them, here's some extra cards for you to play. But you got to use them. But you have to use them now. now. Yeah. So. I think that's, you know, they're, they're identifying that with Chandra, right? Like, the, the Chandra ability is, hey, well, we're really impulsive and do it now, 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 you know? We're mm-hmm. not Jace. We don't plan for later on. We're, we're all about right now, you know? Let's go to the yeah. club. Yeah. <laughs> the club. Uh, aggressive mining. Also, I guess, I don't know. I want that card to be good, but I just don't know. Okay, so. I don't get Minecraft. I don't get it. This yeah. has nothing to do with the card, but I don't. I mean, I've had people explain it to me and tell me how awesome it is. I'm like, oh, well, it's not just you know new Legos. You get to do all the you know. So I'm just like, I don't play with real life Legos. Why do I want to play with imaginary Legos? I mainly like the pixel. Like, I'm a sucker for like pixel art. Sure. I think that's what first got me into them. Like, that seems cool, but I never like got into the game itself, you know, it's like, oh, okay, that's a creeper. That's, that's cool. I don't know. Maybe it's like the, at least for whenever I watch people play it, and I've never, like I said, I've never played it myself, mm-hmm. mainly just the, the facet of exploration. And I think that's kind of what I liked about Chandelar too, was kind of the facet of being in an unfamiliar place and just kind of building your resources, kind of, kind of exploring, mm-hmm. finding what's going on eventually, you know, finding your bearings and then kind of growing from there. And that's what kind of feels like happens in Minecraft when people are playing no, it. No, and that's kind of, like that's they, the way it's uh, been described to me too. But I guess that's just not, at this point in time in my life, it's just not something that I want to be spending my time doing. It doesn't seem, at least, yeah, at least like with the time that I have, I don't think it's a, it's worth the time to spend. Like, you know, I could get into like Dota or something. And I could be good at it, but it's just not worth it time-wise. I'd rather just... Like, I have a ton of games, like a bunch of old games that I want to catch up on. It's like, well, do I want to spend this much hours on, like, learning Dota? Or would I rather just play a bunch of old games? Well, right. I mean, there's, like, infi people who play, like, uh, League of Legends or whatever, too, right? Like, obviously that game was very popular for a lot of different reasons and has a lot of good things going for it. Unfortunately, I'm just like, meh. I don't. Yeah. (laughs) With my time, resources, and you know the way things are, it's just not something I'm willing to, willing or able to do to a point where I think I would, 
I would enjoy it the way I would want to enjoy it. Yeah, and I think it's kind of the same way with um, with Moto, you know, or just like you know those kinds of games where you have to commit a certain amount of time in a session. Oh. Like if you're playing a game of League or something, or like right. uh, you, you know, certainly cannot round. just drop. You have to finish. Yeah, yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't just flake out. Uh, if you're doing like a five v five or whatever, you're you're there the whole Correct. time. Like somebody, if somebody calls you during that time, well, sorry. Like if I was if I'm just playing like regular Nintendo or something, it's like somebody sends me a text or calls me. Right. Yeah, it's like dude, I can like, shut right. it off and leave. Yeah. Well, you know that's if, the yeah. uh, you know I, I often make the the comment slash joke about Magic Online at this point where I say you know hey. You know, that's very cool and all, but the problem is, is I don't have a bunch of like time. I can't sit at home uninterrupted on the computer because yeah. it's a real tough sell that if I'm doing something like, let's say I'm in the middle of a, a draft game, like a, you know, with the chess clock or whatever, I'm in the middle of this draft game and my wife's like, Hey, I need you to come here right now and help me with something. I can't be like, well, no. I can't go there right now because I am playing with imaginary magic cards in order mm-hmm. to win more imaginary magic cards on this uh, computer game, and I have this clock, so I can't get up and leave because I only have five minutes left on my clock. Or like, it's just, it just makes it real hard to to rationalize and explain. Uh, you know, to your you? to your uh, you know muggle uh, significant other, yeah, or even just like in general, it's just like, hey, I can't make it to this party. I'm uh, in a draft for the next three hours. Well, I mean, that, that was the thing with uh, World of Warcraft too, right? It's just like people bagging out on real life to because they have to be in a raid for the next, you know, they have a scheduled raid or something came mm-hmm. up and they have to play this imaginary game over hanging out with real people, you know? Well, I don't know if that's necessarily, like, such a bad thing on itself, but it's just, like, instead of having a time commitment to something else, where it feels like it should have a more elastic, mm-hmm. like, feel, it's just like, or say if, like, and this is probably apt because of the noise going on, it's like, say your cat wants some food and you're, like, doing a moto draft or something. Right. Or, like, say it's like, hey, um, your cat's like, hey, can you food? Give me food. I'm gonna knock stuff over. Uh-huh. Give me food. You can't, you can't tell your cat's like, hey, hold on. I'm a. I, I gotta choose between six mana Elspeth and uh, this sword of fire nice. So hold on, cat. This is kind of a nuanced pick right, here. Right, right. It's like that's not gonna work. Like no. Yeah. As I'm trying in vain to feed mine and to, keep to them feed, in yeah. line here, just it's like I, starting to crawl all over everything during the podcast. And I'm finally like, fine. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> also, one thing I forgot to mention: um, with Hornet Queen being printed, we finally get insect tokens. Yes, and we finally get a foil copy, which I mentioned yeah, before so that's too. Gonna so be, that's gonna be sweet I'm as well. Excited about that. Colonian, um, whatever bad broodmate is, uh, is pretty bad. Soul of, and like, I don't know, like necromancer, necromancer stockpile. That's no, like, how many zombies do you need? You probably need like a thousand. It's not gonna work. No. For some reason, in my mind. I wanted you to say Soul of M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, the twist. That's what happens. It, you, you cast Warp World when it comes into play. Right. What a twist. 
<laughs> you spend five mana, you, you cast Warp World. <laughs> so you do it twice. Yeah, what a twist indeed. Phyto Titan, like, bad Gigapede. Like, come on. That's, I feel like it probably didn't come into play tapped during development. They were like, no, we have to make this come into play tapped. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to be stupid. Uh, otherwise, there's, there's going to be some stuff's going to go down. I don't know. I get the, I I think get the there's, inkling that the future, you know, that, and I'm sure other people have said it too, that future block here is going to be, there's going to be graveyard mechanics and graveyard based stuff going on with the reprinting of Dissipate. Probably. And, uh, Tormod's yeah. Crypt. Did, wait, did they print... They're printing cancel in the, like, supplemental cards, right? Like the 15 cards in the pre-con? A lot. In those pre-cons I that you know. can... I think... I swore it is. Let me check the um, MTG Salvation. Because that'd be weird. Like, you have cancel, and then they have just dissipate, too. It's like, all right, uh... I mean, that definitely happens, but that's just... Well, we have the other one. We have the other three-mana one, too, the Legend's Cry. Yeah. Wow. So many options for three mana. They really want to drive that home. Counter spells cost three mana. Counter spells cost three mana. Hey, counter spells, they cost three mana. Hey. Yeah, they cost three, mana. cost three yeah. mana. Eat your food, complainer. Go eat it. It's like Aegis Angel, Divine Verdict, Sarah Angel, and I think cancels one of those in the supplemental where it doesn't appear in booster packs. Yeah, but it's in the like supplemental stuff, so you can still play it. Yeah, Mahamoti Jin. Yeah, so it's like that. So there's cancel and dissipate. What is? I I, I don't know. I I could. <laughs> uh, I I don't know. Like I, Soul of Innistrad, I really want to like as part of like a sacrifice thing, but oh. even still, it just feels like it costs so much mana to do that. Like you can sacrifice a thing to like, I don't know, bombardment or something, and then you can bring it back, and you can cast it, or you can sacrifice multiple things to bombardment, and bring them all back, and then do that, and you can do your carrion feeder, and I don't know, it just feels like it... I don't know. I, I, shrug? <laughs> like, I, I don't... I don't know. I'm not, <laughs> I don't... Uh, yeah, it just seems like so much mana. Would you rather have this in a in your cube or Massacre Worm? Um, probably Massacre Worm. Yeah, me too. I guess that's uh, I guess that's about it because you said your phone, was, your battery. Yeah, dying. my uh, I'm starting to run out of juice here, so and we're we're pretty much done. Yeah, I, I think we've pretty literally covered everything, all the cards. I think even the bad cards that you know we were talking about, like Return to the Ranks. I guess that's another one. Like, what are you returning for two for two converted mana costs? Like, I feel like I'd want to be returning value guys. The only value guy for two mana is like Stoneforge and. Snapcaster. Now that card goes right into like the modern uh what's his name Pod? deck? No, the life gain deck, the mono white uh No, Soul Sisters. Yeah. yeah, yeah, nice. I like that. That's cool. Because that card was playing the immortal tribute or whatever, the one with it's like Trips White Black X or whatever it was. Mortal Servitude. Oh yeah. Yeah, right on. Right on. So I feel like you can just play that card instead since it I mean, it should technically be easier to cast if you have enough. Uh, that way, you can afford to play more non. You can, you can afford to play more colorless lands if you wanted. Yeah, and you can convoke it too if need right. be. Right, and that's the other thing too that that's, that makes it uh, that makes it real nice is that like you just get to like tap your idiots that are not yeah. doing much to bring back a bunch more idiots. Yeah. <laughs> 
It seems like it could have use on pod, but I don't know what you're really bringing back, like what, wall of roots or something? Or yeah, like... Uh, Malira, I guess? Yeah, like stuff, I mean, any all that stuff that you're potting away, I guess. Yeah. But. Yeah, shrug. Yeah, no wrath in the format. I think a lot of people were expecting a wrath, but it wasn't. They didn't get one, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, I think that's about I think that's about everything. Um Yeah, I think that's about it. A lot of, uh, interesting set for sure. Like there's a lot of stuff. I'm glad you're on board with Garrick. I am um, Yeah, card is so weak. Would you say it's big game? Uh, yeah, it certainly is. I'm surprised I haven't heard that joke on like social media. People I think people like, oh, just it's assume that it's uh already been made. I don't know, it ain't stopping me. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I, it stops me none. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, I think that about covers everything. Um, please, wizards, make a good. Um, oh yeah, what's that? Grand architect, whatever that architect guy. Come on, people, are chief engineer. Like oh, that all your artifacts can convoke. Yeah, what's a grand architect? I feel like I'd rather be playing that, and people don't play that card. Right, because like at least then your creatures make two mana instead of one mana. Yeah. It does seem interesting, but no. Once again, seems certainly little, interesting. But it seems a little too narrow. Like, yeah, I, like I, I, I want to find out where the, I want to find out where the abuse could come from. That's kind of what I want to figure out. Like, all right, so how can well, what can we do to make a bunch of creatures? Like, is it that we get to do something with Eldrazi spawn tokens and then they're worth two mana each? Like, what's the what's the payoff here? For chief, for engineer, yeah. or, or st- oh, this, yeah. I guess you could use it to cast. The only thing I can really think of is if it's like some kind of token deck that uses pants or just big artifact guys that you ramp out. But that doesn't seem like a deck that would work. Like a token deck that has big giant artifact things. Right. Like, I feel like there are better things that you can be doing to just win. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like we were talking about earlier. It's like, well, I'd rather... I mean, you can do... It's kind of like that part in... Uh, I forget which Indiana Jones it is, but it's like the the bad guy is just like flailing his sword all around. He's one. doing all this fancy stuff. Okay, I thought it was the first one. I was either that or Temple of Doom, but like, yeah, the guy's like... You know, it's like Indiana Jones is just standing there, and the guy's like flailing his sword all around and doing all this fancy stuff, and Indiana Jones just like shoots him. It's like, which, all right, Which I care. believe is actually... It was unscripted. It was, yeah, yeah. I think because I think he was feeling sick or something. He was just like, I don't like whatever. That's actually that's probably my favorite part. Yeah, it's 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 one of the signature moments for sure. It's like Mm -hmm, running away from giant ball, shooting dude with the Mm -hmm. sword, faces getting melted. Yeah, I thought I thought that was in Temple of Doom. The guy's face. Those are really the Nazis who get when they open the Ark of the Covenant at the end of the first movie. Oh, okay. I was thinking, I was thinking Temple of Doom with don't the guy, but I think it. I mistook don't it. Look. Yeah. Ah. Uh, don't look at the face. Right. Or the art. But yeah, I think, like, it kind of reminds me of that, where it's just like, if you're doing that with Chief Engineer, you're just being that guy with the sword, and then you're just, you're just gonna get shot. Right, right. <laughs> you're just like, that's no, cute. Second, second movie is like, you know, uh, Cotton Club into, uh, f- Chilled Monkey Brains. Into yeah, lots of roaches, yeah. into getting your heart pulled out, into rope bridge. Apparently, I think that one of the guys, I think the guy who was uh, Mola Ram was like Mola. some yeah. Indian 
was like some like like in like really good Indian actor. Yeah, probably we, I think that was the one we watched most as a kid. I mean, you know, for obvious reasons. Short round. Yeah. You call him Dr. Jones, lady? <laughs> and I'm guessing, I, I think there was like a professor, at, like, you know, when I went to college, who was named like Dr. Jones. And I think he, he probably has been called like Dr. Jones. I'm surprised like nobody tried. I think he said he'd heard it, you know, a bunch of times. By the way, if I was ever in class and someone called him something other than that, I would immediately scream out, you call him Dr. Jones. <laughs> there, there'd be no way for me to resist. Nice. <laughs> I, I'd want to, I'd want to change. If I were, if my last name were Jones, I would want to purposely get a doctorate and then have like that, just like a computer on with like speakers and just have that like on a soundboard. So whenever anybody would call me something else, I could just click it. You call him Dr. <laughs> Jones. Dr. Jones. So. I like And that. then, you know, then you, then when you're home and you get married, you can play me and Mrs. Jones. Radio. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of, you know, unfortunately I get wow. stuck with, you know, a boring last name like Avatolo. <laughs> not Jones. Know, that needs to be sweet. Not, not Dr. Jones. Dr. Jones, you call him Dr. Jones. Same thing as like casting six mana, not primeval titan, green cards. Right. It's like, and you're waving around your sword. It's like, that's cool. They had a girl for a while whose last name was Love. I always wanted her to get her uh, doctorate. She could be Dr. Love. What they song? call her Dr. Love. They call her Dr. Love. Oh, dear. Yeah. That's right. Took me all, all episode to, to serenade a little bit. Nice. Getting a little, getting a little loopy. So, nice. on, on that note, ah, we should. Oh. There we go. Uh, I'll try to, it. I definitely like this set. Like it's mm-hmm. one of the best core sets in a long time. A bunch of like interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I don't mind the designer cards. It seems like a lot of people have been not a fan of those. Like the fact that it's mentioned in there, I don't care. Yeah, I mean I'm not a super huge fan of it, but it's not like I actively hate it or whatever. Yeah. Like it's it's certainly it seems- a tip of the hat to casual multi-platform gamers. I mean, I've seen multiple stories or whatever of like people and their kids who want to introduce their kids to magic and they're like, yeah, so and so made a card, like the guy from Minecraft and immediately like the, the son was interested in learning how to play. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's certainly, you know, is, is, is a, a wider trying to cast a, a wider net, you know? Yeah. Which, I do wonder those of us who were already uh, firmly ensconced in the, uh, in the game are, you know, we don't need that. You know, the the game is still you know predicated on the, the kitchen table player. You know. Yeah. One thing I wonder with the designer credits is if somebody's unfamiliar with who it is, are they going to actually go out and try to find out who it is? Like I'm looking at Chasm Skulker, and I see like Mike Newman. You know, it's designed by Mike Newman or whatever. And I'm like, I know this guy did something, but do I care enough to Google it? I mean. Most and people you know, do, I, I would think. That's what I'm wondering just, how, because like people just don't like with how available things are. I don't know. At least when it comes to to my generation, our generation, I am still in love with the fact that I can look up information at any point in time. Like I think yeah. that maybe the high school and maybe undergrad generation is kind of bored with that because they've been it's been available for so long. 
But I personally am still fascinated that I can find out, oh, what was that actor in that movie? Like, I'm watching a movie. Oh, what else was he in? Think, think, think. Oh, yeah, he was in that. Like, that to mm-hmm. me is like, I mean, I remember growing up and, and having, like, literally, I remember calling information because we couldn't think of the Indian kid's name on Johnny Quest. Wow. And we ha- we actually called, like, you know, like five 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 one two one two. We're like, what was the Indian's kid's name on Johnny Quest? <laughs> like, could not did remember Haji. Like, did they answer it? They like, did they not go? No, but they put us on hold and found out. What? <laughs> and asked for like, Wow. But you know what I mean? Like now, literally, that takes three. You know, I take out my phone, and in twelve seconds, I have the answer to that. Like, that is amazing to me still. That the like the the breath of knowledge that's available at your fingertips. Um. So when I see things like that, I'm like, who is this? And I'll immediately look it up because I want to know who it is. But I don't know if the younger crowd does because, like I said, I think there's – it's it's surprising to me when I talk to younger generations of people how they – Like take for take granted for, information. Take the information that it's available for granted or don't know – like it's, it's one or the other. Either it's that or it's amazing how many – Grade school kids have no idea how to research things that are not Google. Yeah, or Wikipedia. Well, I mean, it's, you're right. It's the same thing, right? Like, that are not yeah. internet searches. Like, have no mm-hmm. idea how to use, like, encyclopedias, periodicals, textbooks, mm-hmm. like, materials and things like that, that, you know, constantly trying to teach. Because, like, this will not always be available to you. Like, even though it seems like it will be, sometimes you're in places where your phone doesn't work. Sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. you don't have, you know, data available. Sometimes, you know, you're not going to be able to find a reliable source. Yeah, sometimes that information just hasn't been researched yet. So, you know, you need to be able to go, you need to be able to, you know, find where else to go to kind of cooperate. And, you know, the fact remains is that as long as people from the generation older than me who are not used to this while inter- the internet and internet sources are are you know slowly becoming more accepted there's still like you know every professor every paper you do every teacher you do is going to want non-internet sources still so you still <laughs> need to know how to do all these other things until everything is you know until everything is digital then you still need to know how to do these other things so sorry that yeah. was a kind of a crazy tangent to get on but yeah like i look them up you know, but like I said, that's also because I'm, I'm still, you know, enamored with being able to find out virtually any trivial fact at any time. Yeah. Because it's definitely interesting. Like, I remember when I first got my smartphone, I remember, you know, I was like, well, I were thinking, I'm never going to use the internet. And now I'm just like, I use it pretty much all the time. Right. Well, it's, it's, and whenever you know, something becomes available to you that wasn't before, it's like, Oh, well, now this just becomes part of my life, right? This is just part of what I have now, too. Yeah, same thing with, like, data storage. People are just like, I'm never going to fill this one gigabyte hard drive. I don't need it. And, you know, next thing you know, it's like a year later and it's full. Mm -hmm. It's just like that technology, you know, just ramps up. Right. And just having that information is pretty sweet. So, there you go. I like it. That's a, I like it. We've, we've a lot of interesting, interestingness. Is that a word? 
Yeah, well, whatever. It is now. <laughs> Interestingness. Interest. Interest. There you go. See, that would make sense. Interestingness. Interesting. I like interestingness. That's a. It's a pretty sweet word. <laughs> interestingness. Uh, yeah. All right. So, uh, do you want to do um, plug shoutouts things? Sure. Uh, and right. At Anthony42 on Twitter. Uh, right for uh, legitmtg.com. Uh, pretty much Anthony42 everywhere. You? So, uh, yeah, I, uh, pretty much Usman the Ran, a lot of places. And I'm going to be doing a uh, review for Gathering Magic. It's kind of weird. I, I, it's always felt weird. Like, like, hey, I write for Gathering Magic. I've done one article. Right. You know, going to be trying to get this review out soonish, you know, right. like for people to actually, um, you know, be able to use the information. But yeah, this set is a lot of interesting stuff. And uh, I did a short bit on limited resources. They were like for the two for one episode. They uh, asked people who had been on the show before to like, you know, say something mm-hmm. and like do like a story or something. So I it was pretty much recorded right when I was packing for a trip, which is why I think uh, somebody said I sounded like super serious. And there was like zero giggles, which is, <laughs> just, which is really strange nice. to me. But it was like, Hey, what's with that? The amazing Chris, a Christian Reno. He's like, yo, Usman the Red. What was with that serious tone, a semi-serious tone in the LR episode that sounded like a job interview? I'm like, well, I was tired. <laughs> yeah. My brain was barely functioning. And yeah, so I did that. But, uh, much, you know, shout outs to limited resources for, you know, doing that. I think it was mainly for guests who had been on the show before. Like, hey, record this. Like, all right, here you go. Right. So, cool. yeah, hopefully, you should get this, you know, get that review out on Gathering Magic so people can, you know, we can talk about things mm-hmm. and people can be like, hey, uh, Reclamation Sage. And <laughs> I don't know, may, may talk more about like finishers and, you know, more. Like, what does a set mean for cube kind of thing? But, I don't know. I'll probably do that. Cool. Eventually. And, uh, I don't know. Do I, do I do shout-outs? I guess there was a guy on, on MTG Salvation uh, who talked about a format called quilting as, like, a way of drafting. Right. Kind of like Winston. Yeah, I know quilt drafting. Uh, did, I, did he respond to the email? I think he did. But I was like, hey, can you do a shout-out? No, somebody else. Shout-outs to, I don't know what his name is. I don't know, but he did a post and like, he never responded, but I might talk about it next episode, but he talked about quilting and I was like, that seems cool, but I didn't get a response, so we'll probably talk about it on the blog. You know, I'd rather be cubing.wordpress.com and, and which, which I don't update except for crack packs Well, I mean, the, the first guy, <laughs> the, the guy with the original post was, uh, Tom Chaps. Yeah, Tom Chaps, that was the guy. Yeah, he posted an update about it. He's like, okay, we've done some new changes to it. And I was like, I think I sent him a PM on Salvation. It's like, hey, do you mind if we talk about this? And hadn't got a response. It's probably fine. I just don't want to, like, talk about it. Sure. I don't know. That just seems so arbitrary. Well, I, this, think this I feel like we've talked about cube drafting on uh, once in a while. I think we've. I feel like we've talked about quill drafting at some point, though, on the podcast. I'm pretty sure. Didn't we do an alternate draft format podcast? I think we did. And I'm pretty sure we talked about it on there. But if not, you should... Check it out for sure, because it's it is a uh, a good two person draft format. So, yeah, it's quite uh quite sweet. 
I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Shoutouts. Um, I don't know. Shoutouts to T, because without it, I'd be dead. <laughs> Shoutouts to Caffeine. That's about <laughs> it. All right. I think that's about it. All right, so um, that leaves one more thing. Yes, it certainly does. Rock over London. Rock on Chicago. Magic 2015. Hunt bigger game. See you guys next time. All right. Bye. See you. <laughs> Bye.